Is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a car? Oh, you shake my bones and you rattle my balls. fucking I'm going to, okay? Check it out. I love him. Can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> Luck is for dudes. I'm like, Joey can't get to his damn computer and phone fast enough to just smash everything he can possibly say. <laughs> that means every fucking thing to me. Broncos country, let's ride. Yes. Broncos country, let's ride. Even though we're not riding as fast and as far as we wanted to, uh, we're still going to be riding eventually long and hard. Into January, fear not, my fellow Broncos fans, it is okay. Things will be okay, even though we suffered a just grotesque defeat at the hands of Natty fucking Ice and Paul's bitch-ass Colts. I wouldn't even say it was at the hands of Matty Ice, dude. It was just at the hands of the defense. It was at the hands of Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson defeated us. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into the Broncos tonight. We got a lot planned here. Welcome everybody to another show. Got another primetime game. Yeah, Monday night, baby. <laughs> uh, we got a we got a lot going on tonight. Thank you all for joining us on another just absolutely bomb like just fucking bombshell bullshit filled fucking row one seat one right here live on the one the only the new bedford guy joey fats radio coming at you live right here every tuesday night except next tuesday because i'm on vacation yeah. uh so no show next tuesday uh but uh we'll be back uh you know the following tuesday and uh all tuesdays they're going from there for henceforward uh until we're both on vacation in december chuch yeah uh but uh yes we got a lot to get into tonight paul we got a lot to get into yeah i mean a shitload an absolute fuck ton 774-992-8702 is the phone number if you want to give us a call uh, and get your thoughts out there and uh, give a, you know tell us what you thought about the uh, the weekend that was in the NFL, the weekend that is upcoming. We had two of maybe the worst calls of all time, and that's saying a lot considering we've seen the pass interference that wasn't in New Orleans, the tuck rule. <laughs> uh, we've seen... Just I don't know. Just name a name another shitty call that the, you can. Uh, the um, the roughing the passer on Tom Brady against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yep, there. Well, yeah, yeah, there's that there's one. That yes, one. which is uh, going to be uh, quite the theme here tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, the other bad call on Tom Brady. Yeah, you I know. don't throw the flags. Yeah, well, I guess I'm I don't throw the flags. I just throw the tablets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into. It's going to be a lot of Raiders, a lot of Chiefs, a lot of Bucks. Uh, we'll do a little bit of Patriots. We're going to do some Broncos and Colts. Uh, how about those J-E-T-S Jets, 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 too? Yeah, the, the Eagles again. The Milf Hunter is on the prowl. The Eagles. The Giants are 4-1. The fuck, dude? The Packers slip up. The Giants win. Shame on me for not betting on the Giants. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, for not taking them in my Pick'em League this week, which I did I pretty know. well. Had 11 wins. Paul, I think you led the league. 13 this week, With dude. 13. 13 points. Put me in first place. Yeah, you're up there. By so, one. Uh, I, I, got, I got to buy one. Well, congratulations there. Yeah, little that's congratulations. the first like, cool like, little thing that I've ever done. Yeah, well, no, it's it's not just the only cool little thing. It's a cool thing. You know? You're doing it. You're doing it, bro. Hey, I'm up in first, bro. I'm not fucking around this year. I, I've been taking my picks seriously. I started from week one last week. Last year, I think I came in at like week six because I was like, oh, yeah, we have a fucking pick em league. And I didn't realize how easy it was to switch between my fantasy, my pick em, and my uh, – yeah, yeah. The, what do you didn't, call it? Didn't the, see um, that one, did you? What? 
how easy it is. Oh yeah, no. And uh, what's the other league that we do? The um the the suicide league there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how easy it was to switch between them. So I I all of a sudden figured it out this year, and now I've just been like you know on a tear on a tear since game since week one, dude. I've just been and look hot. at you, you're in first place through and, five weeks. And in the it's suicide amazing. and in the suicide league, I'm in first too. Well, I mean, no, I'm in first. I got no strikes. Everybody else has one. Oh really? The you're people, the only. I'm the only one left with no strike. Look at you, huh? Yeah, I'm kicking ass, dude. Watch, I'll fuck up this week. Oh, I mean, probably. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Everybody fucks up at least once, but uh, except me. I never fuck up. Uh, yeah. I never get anything wrong. I never fuck anything up. So mad wrong, you asshole. Shut up, dude. Who am I having, bro? If I get something wrong, that just means somebody else fucked wrong. up. But that was my own fault because I didn't listen to my own intuition. See, I wasn't, you know, it's like I'm never wrong. I mean, you know, I have been wrong. It's happened once before. Turned out I was right. I should have taken the Giants, you yeah. know. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but 774-992-8702. Give us a call. We got a lot to talk about. We got a little bit of Formula One, a little bit of NASCAR. We got a little bit of everything. Baseball is in the throes of the playoffs. The Astros just, in, just a little over an hour ago with a biblical walk-off by Claire Yarden. Coming back. like Just Dude, it's why the Astros are the team to beat in the AL. I know the Yankees have the better record, and I know the Yankees are good, but Yankees, Astros, ALCS, I got the Yankees all, I mean, uh, the Astros all day. If there was ever a reason why rally caps exist, tonight was... It was that night. It was, tonight was the night. And let's just start right there, because this is why we always sit here and preach how awesome baseball is. Right. Because because of that game right there, because of that game that started at 3 o'clock, 3.30 this afternoon... In Houston, with Houston and the Seattle Mariners in a five-game series. Now, anybody who knows anything about baseball or playoff sports in general, where series are a thing, whether it's basketball, baseball, whatever, hockey, it doesn't matter. A five-game set does not always guarantee the better team is going to win. And that's kind of the beauty of the five-game set. It it puts a... It gives the underdog a, a, a more of a puncher's chance or a better chance in general. And the last thing you want to do in a five-game series, whether you're the favorite or not, is trail 0-1. You just don't want to get down 0-1. You, just, you never want to trail a series, period. Yeah. But you, the shorter the series, the less you want to trail because the less margin for error there is. Right. The, you don't got much time to climb back. The, the Mariners had the, Yan- uh, the Yankees. They, they had the Astros on the ropes. They were up 7-3. to They give up two in the eighth to make it 7-5. And the the Astros down to their last strike uh, with one on and two outs. They get a blue pit into center field. And then here comes Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez comes up and on the second pitch launches a 438-foot bomb into the, into the right field Straight deck nuke. and just nukes it. A no-doubter, a Pujolsian blast, if yes, you will, yes. uh, in the playoffs. And it was just... And the stadium erupts, and you just see the emotion, the bat flip, the the dejection on the Mariners, the sell, the 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 just pure elation from the Astros, the sound of the crowd. This is why you love sports. This is what you watch for. And what people don't understand about baseball, and I'm not going to sit here waxing poetic about baseball all night because I just want to touch on this one thing because it just happened literally an hour and fifteen minutes ago, right, which was sick. Uh, the best thing about baseball is baseball has like the ability to have a slow burn. You know, there's a lot of buildup in a baseball game. You know, oh, it's 7-3. Oh, it's 7-5. Oh, we got the closer in. Oh, they got a they got a man on. Okay, no big deal. We got two outs. Oh, they got another man on. Right. Okay, here comes the big man. Can he do it? Two pitches later, 
game over. Right. You were just up five, uh, four runs two innings ago. Yep. And you had you had them dead to rights, and it didn't work and, out for you. And that quick of a score change, or that drastic and that quick of a score change in baseball is like insane. But I feel like it like happens. That's, that's, that's I feel ridiculous. like it happens in the postseason every year. Yeah. And that's kind of the beauty of it, and that's what we love about baseball. Right. And that's why I always tell people that baseball does such a piss poor job marketing their players. Nobody knows who Jordan Alvarez is. No. You know, the only reason why they know who the, anybody you know they hear the Houston Astros, and the first thing they think is cheaters. And it's like, yes, they did yeah. cheat. Oh, they got that short guy, right? Yeah, and then and they, oh, I got that little midget, right? Please, uh, Sergio Altuve, uh, whatever, and yeah. and that's it. That's all they know. They they hear Astros, they think cheaters. They don't think Alvarez. They don't think Tucker. They don't think Altuve. They don't think Bregman. They don't think about Verlander. They don't think about any of these guys. And that's the best part about it too. The Astros went out and won after Verlander got kind of lit the fuck up. Right. So this is a big win for the Astros, and it, it just makes sense. It's baseball is so much fucking fun right it's so awesome and, like, and people just don't appreciate it and mlb i feel like it starts with them right and like you said it's it's a slow burn like you got to get invested in the game early you know what i'm saying like with that whole like it, it's the build-up it's the innings of like back and forth okay nothing going on until you realize that you're in that Oh shit! This is like the make or break game moment. This is why we've been watching for the last three or four hours. It's right. like these last couple pitches. We didn't even we might not have fucking realized it, but all of a sudden you look and here you are, and it's like, oh shit! This is huge. This is massive. And this could be a regular season game. This could be like you know game eighty fucking six or whatever. It doesn't matter. The way that baseball runs, like you said, it's like a slow burn. You have to get invested early, and you have to understand what's going on in the game to really appreciate when the big situations come up and shit happens. Like tonight, it was fucking sick. I'm pissed. I missed it. I didn't get to. I watched it. Yeah. You know, I watched the last couple. We clips, watched it. We watched it about but an I was hour like, ago. Damn, I didn't fucking know this was even going on. I was out running around doing shit all day, so well, I didn't and really that's, realize And that's the thing. Probably. Nobody really knows that that game was on at 3.30 on a fucking right. Tuesday right. afternoon. I love afternoon baseball. Like I was almost like I was almost like borderline bummed the other day when they had the wild card games, and it was like a 12.27 first pitch, and I'm like, huh? Like, <laughs> I want to go to a bar and day drink and watch playoff baseball. baseball. Yeah, hell yeah. But I had to work, and I'm like, fuck. Right. I'm like, that kind of kicks me in the balls. Like, yep. I really wanted to watch this. Yep. You know, and then you get the Mets go down, I'm, which, you know, sad that trumpet sucks. sounds. Sad trumpet sounds. I was pissed. Yeah, I was, I was a little upset about that. Both teams I wanted to go past. The Cardinals. I wanted Pujols and I wanted and I wanted Diaz to make it past. Same. I was I would have loved Mets Cardinals like an 06 rematch in the NLCS. So sick, yep. Yeah, when Andy Chavez went and fucking robbed that home run that one time. It was fucking sick. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I'm just I implore you, if you if you're not doing anything, throw on playoff baseball, especially if it's late in the game. It's a lot of fun. Even though it was seven to three in the seventh inning. You know what I mean? That game was not over. It's crazy. And it's never over in October until it's over. You know, how many times we have to see Ortiz and his heroics? Like, and the thing is, is like that happens every year. Right. You know, that tonight was game one of the ALDS and the Astros walk it off in spectacular fashion. Right. It was That's fucking bound sick. to happen at least like five Another more times. Half a dozen th- more times. Throughout the yeah. throughout all the series. Throughout playoff baseball as a whole. And, you know what I mean? You're gonna and get you're gonna these get games. and as the game as the series drag on, 
the spots get bigger, yep. the stakes get higher, yep. the pressure mounts. The spotlight's a little more. The know. spot, the spotlight gets brighter, the yeah. temperature gets turned up. Whatever sports cliche you want to throw at it, right. it happens. And baseball is just one of those games, one of those sports where you love to watch it unfold as it happens, because you know that there's always the possibility of something crazy happening. Yeah, uh, you know, a guy gets you know a. A broken bat should be a double play to the shortstop, but it rolls too slow and everybody's safe. And you're like, oh, my God. Now it's loaded. Holy fuck. It happens like now that, Now you got two on and you're only up three. You're like, oh, right. my. The tying run is <laughs> right. at the plate. Who's coming to bat? Yeah. Fuck. And then you're like, oh, no. Here comes Aaron Judge. Fuck. <laughs> 774-992-8702. Let's talk some football, Paul. We got a lot of football to get into tonight. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. a ton. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want to start with? Do you want to start with last night's game, or should we? Let's start with. Let's start with Sunday. Let's start with the worst call that ever ever was, uh, until it wasn't last night with this Tom Brady roughing the passer mm. calls. Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle for the Falcons. Yep. Third down and six, sacks Brady, knocks him out of field goal range. The, the, the Falcons are going to get the ball back in a six-point game. And you're thinking like, and, and I, had, I had almost thought about switching my pick from Tampa to the Falcons. Yeah. There was just like something you told me. I talked to one of my buddies at work, and he's a diehard Falcons fan. And he was like, I'm telling you, man, take the Falcons tomorrow. I don't know. Just, I'm telling you. They were close. Do it. And I, and I said, you know. I said I, 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 I can be sold on that because I think it's going to be closer than people think. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout right. by any stretch, but I'm like, fuck. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I could get, I could get behind rooting for the fucking Falcons tomorrow afternoon against yeah. Tampa. Fuck yeah, that would be fun. That'd make my Sunday more fun than it would be if I was, you know, I'd rather root for the for the Falcons to beat the Bucks, knowing I have about a five percent chance of getting that pick right, than. Sit there and be like, ho hum, like, yeah, okay, the Bucks are going to win. Cool, I got it right. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring. Well, I put on it. It's why I only draft fantasy football players that I like to root for now. Like, I don't give a shit about winning. I've won my league, I don't know what, I think I'm tied for the most championships in the league. And, you know, if I win another one, great. If not, I don't really give a fuck. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Yep. Now I just root for guys that I pick guys that I want to root for on Sundays because those are the games I want to watch. Right. So it's like if I want to watch Bitch Fixin' Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to draft Bitch Fixin' Joe Mixon. Right. If I want my chocolate stud pony, I'm going to go get my chocolate stud pony. Right. You know, if I, I, I offered... I tried to trade Derek Carr for Russ straight up after week one. Yeah. And, like, even sprinkle in. Like, I think I threw in, like, I don't know, like, Travis Etienne or something like that. Oh, wow. And And the guy I traded to in the league, Ryan, didn't want. He was like, no, nah, I like Russ's upside. I think he has a chance to kind of blow up. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of why I'm trading. But I'm like, I'll still give you Derek Carr, who's probably going to have a pretty successful season. Anyway. Yeah. And he's having a better season statistically than Russ right now. Granted, the Raiders are one and four. L-O-L. Yep. Um, just exactly where I thought they would be right now. I didn't. This, I didn't think they'd be season. one and four. Actually, you know what? They're not exactly where I thought they would be. I thought they would be. I ah, know. I did think they would be one and four because I thought they would have beat somebody else and lost to us. But whatever. Flip flop those games. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Um, but no, I did not think the Raiders were going to be good. They're not good. Uh, they've got good players, but like I said, they're not going to win games because Josh McDaniels is a boob, uh, and we'll get into that game in a second. But, Paul, back to this back to this, uh, this 
Grady Jarrett sack on Tom Brady. Now, I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. We'll show it to you here real quick because it's a short enough clip we shouldn't lose the feed uh, because we're showing shit. But here is the clip of Grady Jarrett coming around and making the most routine sack I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it does not get any fucking cleaner than that. I, you cannot possibly convince me in any world, in any way, shape, or form, that this is roughing the passer. You got two guys running in the same direction. The defensive tackle grabs the quarterback around the waist and corrals him to the ground. He doesn't whip him to the ground. He doesn't smash his head off the ground. He doesn't do anything of that sort. He just takes him to the ground, which is what the whole game is based upon, taking the ball carrier to the ground. And they throw the flag. And, of course, the flag comes out, and we're all sitting there going, all right, well, it must have been like, I don't know, holding on the offense, uh, you know, illegal formation. Like, there, there maybe was there defensive holding? You know, you were like looking around, we're like, what the fuck is this flag? It's in the backfield. We're like, that's a fucking, that's, that's a pretty, you're, the last thing that we were thinking was roughing the pass. I mean, we're sitting there watching it live on Red Zone. When he like threw him, when he rolled and kind of like, kept rolling to him in the ground i was like no here we go dude it's so predictable nowadays dude like but then you see tua a week and a half ago right get his fucking noggin smashed off the ground by a defensive tackle and a a much more violent whip to the ground than that and there's no flag right and his you know hands start seizing up and he starts fencing doing whatever he's doing and, and he's looking like he's about to die on the field and you're like oh my god this is terrible no flag. So there's two things that lead me to believe, uh, or there's two theories I have about this uh, particular play. One, this is a just grotesque overreaction, knee-jerk reaction by the by the NFL to make sure that what happened to Tua doesn't happen anymore and that right. they start throwing flags on all these players. Like, no. We have to protect the quarterbacks. No, we have to make sure nobody gets hurt. No, what happened to Tua was terrible. It was a bad look for us. Bruh, you can't legislate the violence out of this game. Right. It's why, first of all, it's why we love it. We love football because it's barbaric. It's violent. It's imposing your will as a man on another man for 60 minutes. It is as primal as it gets. That's what we love about it. Whether you know, you can sit here and wax poetic all you want about, oh no, I love like the passing game and the running game and it's an art form. No, at the very basis of it, we as men, alpha males who play this game, we want to be the guy who is. We want to beat you so badly that your mom is coming out of the stands with her shoe <laughs> off, like trying to get off my baby. Like that's how bad. That's what we want to do. That is, I, I, how would the uh, how would how would liberal Twitter put it? Um, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yes, that's what football is. Yep. And that's what we love about it. And that's why we play. And that's why we lift all these weights. And that's why we hit each other and make sure we practice hitting each other, right. so and, that when weed out the week, so that when we get to the games, we can hit you better than you can hit us. That's all it is. That's it's it's just break it down to its most primal form, and that's why we love it. You're never gonna make the game safe. It's just not going to happen. You know, like NASCAR has been chasing that dragon for for, for years and years and right. years. Yeah, yeah. And in an attempt to make the cars safer this year, if you follow NASCAR, you know exactly what I'm talking about. NASCAR is under fire right now because the cars 
are not safer. The drivers are getting hurt. You got guys getting concussions left and right because these new designs, these new cars, they don't crush and, and cave in the way the old ones do. So the impacts are a lot stiffer. And they're a lot harder. Yep, your brain's bouncing off the right. inside of your skull and a lot. And NASCAR, more. as much as they're trying to get that out of the sport, look, at some point, like, there's going to be a point of diminishing returns. You just got to kind of let it be what it is, right? Right. Same thing with football. You just got to let it be what it is. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Because right now, that's what the NFL is doing. They're letting perfect become the enemy of good in their attempt to be perfect. They are going, they are ruining the sport. Yeah. And I'm not the only one saying this. Now, I've been preaching this for... What five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years now? Yeah. That the end of, that Goodell is ruining the sport. That yeah. all these new rules going back to Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Uh, and what was it like, two thousand and thirteen or fourteen, whatever it was, uh, uh, when you know they there was just all those hits. James Harrison killed somebody. Uh, what's his name from the Falcons got killed. Uh, there was just like a bunch of people, like just massive hits across the league. Was and that like, Shazia too? Ryan Shazia was that? No, his no, no, that was that after. Was after. She's here was like a random. That was just like a routine Same tackle. Same with that kid Everett from Buffalo too. Back, remember against against the Broncos. The Broncos. That was on a kickoff though. Yeah. That was 07. Yep. Um, Spinal injuries. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, was it Gerald Everett? I think it was Something Ger Everett. I think it was Gerald Everett. Yep. From the uh, tight end. Um, yep. And I remember I'll never forget it. He went down and everybody was like, "Oh shit!" That was we yep. we won that Impacted. game uh, on the Chinese fire drill, uh, field goal at the end. Oh no shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was opening day, 2007. Yep. And I remember it. I remember it very vividly, but. The NFL is trying to legislate the violence out of the games, and they're trying everything they can to protect the quarterbacks, and it's backfiring on them. Now, like I said, I've been preaching this now for a decade. I've been telling you this is what was coming. I'm finally starting to hear the voices on my side of the aisle behind me get a lot louder. Yeah. After yesterday and, and Sunday, people are finally starting to be like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. I know. Before they add like a new offensive line position. Hey, we're, hey, we're changing the game completely, and there's now one more O lineman than there was before. You know what I mean? Like something fucking absolutely ridiculous like that to help protect these guys and keep these guys safe. I get it. You don't want anybody getting hurt and shit like that. But guess what, man? It's 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 the it's the fucking game that it is, and it's why you get paid so fucking handsomely. Exactly. You're putting your body on the line. You're getting paid for it. Oh, that's what we didn't. We got to talk about too. The NBA handing out uh, the cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, I'm. I mean, like, I get it. Like, people, people go out there and risk their lives for a lot less money on a day-to-day -day basis than any other job. Yes. So I don't really want to hear the fact. Like, oh, I know, I know, and I'm not, and I'm not sitting here, and I'm not going to sit here and be one of those guys like, well. Why don't cops and firemen and nurses and school teachers get paid like LeBron James? Because, because 70,000 people don't pay hundreds of dollars to come watch you do your job. Also, because not for nothing, but there's like, what, like 3 million cops, 4 million cops in this country? Right. Uh, there's 1,400 guys that can play in the NFL that are capable. Like, right. it's pretty hyper-competitive. Right. Not for nothing, but like... Nobody wants to be a cop anymore. They're scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel. Even the mass state troopers are having trouble hiring people, which is, you know, used to be like a prestigious thing. Right. And now they're like, please come work for us. Yeah. Like, please. They don't sell like BDU tops online that you can buy. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's, it, it's just, I'm not going to be that guy. But yeah, you're right. Like, look, there is an inherent danger that comes with playing this game. Michael Irvin said it years ago. He goes, he said, I was afforded the opportunity to play this game and change the entire trajectory of my lineage 
I took my family from poverty and living in the hood to never having to deal with any of that again. Right. Your grandkids' and grandkids. And he goes, and if that took 15 years off my life, and you told me that the day I, t- I signed my first NFL contract, I would do it again. Yeah. And again, and again, and again. And anybody who says they wouldn't is either a liar or they're stupid. Right. Because, again, it's not like you don't have guys who played in the game, who played, and, you know, they're still out there kicking it 80, 90 years old. Like, it, it happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, not like, it's not like when you play football, you're guaranteed to die by 55. You're not COs. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, there's... There's there's a guarantee, there's no guarantee. Like, are there issues? Yes, of course. And it becomes more high profile because of the multi billions of dollars right. that get thrown around in this league. You know, when a Javon Belcher goes and offs himself in the parking lot of the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, it's that's a pretty gut wrenching thing. You know, but of course, what you know, the, the the problem is the first thing they'll blame is, well, did he have CTE? Of course. And you're like, well, what does that matter? Well, did that drive him to do it? I don't fucking know. Like, does it matter? I mean, he's dead. Like, okay, like, for, like, yeah, like, let's let's let his body like yeah, get cool put off under the I mean? dirt before we start yeah. worrying about like before we start politicizing. Yeah, shit about, and and, and pushing the narrative. But right. that's what we do in today's you know hyper attentive society where instant gratification is everything and everything is immediately politicized. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that because we'll, we'll get into the Troy Aikman thing too, where uh, uh, the the woke left. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm I'm good for right now. I got a halfie still. I don't wait, dog. Yeah. Um, but let's get into this. Um, get back to this Brady thing. And, and you know, my thing with this is when I saw this play first happen, my immediate reaction, like it was just like it was like it triggered like some like form of like PTSD in my brain of the last 20 years of like. <laughs> Anytime something remotely questionable happened to Brady or the Patriots, you know, you just you know it. And any Patriots fan who who's watching Brady get sacked and saw him get that call, I, I don't want to hear your faux outrage over the call, okay? Because Brady and Belichick and the Patriots have gotten that call a thousand times over the last twenty years. Yeah, and y'all sat there and defended it. Well, you know, by the letter of the law and the rule says, and blah 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 blah. Yo, shut the fuck up. First of all, Patriots fans don't deserve any happiness. They deserve nothing but misery for the next, at least I'd say, two decades. Yeah, I think fair is fair. Eye yeah. for an eye. Um, nah, usually if the devil's in there, you got to double that. So they're talking 40, 40 years. 40 years? I, I will take 40 years of pedestrian Patriot teams for, I, I'd love that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that would be great. Yeah. Um, granted, I won't be a football fan long enough to really or if see that out yeah enough. right who knows we're, we're assuming <laughs> pay, uh, a football will be around in 40 years yeah uh, we'll be be, around in 40 yeah, years. will be around i mean i should still be around i'll be like 77 at that point yeah me too i'm hoping but we'll see i think i can hit 77 that's pretty young yeah we'll try yeah i mean modern medicine is pretty crazy i mean yeah. but I don't want to hear it from Patriots fans because fuck all of y'all, man. Y'all got y'all been getting those calls forever. Anytime there was any like questionable 50-50 call on the field, it always went in favor yeah. of the Patriots. It never failed. They didn't really I used to have it documented at one point. I think I still have the file on my computer, like <laughs> dates and times bullshit. Call here against this team at this time, this play, down distance, the whole night. I used to have like a whole spreadsheet yeah. uh, made up for it. And then I just realized like it just doesn't fucking matter because yeah. it just it, it is the way it is. Uh, and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, for whatever reason, they were just one of the more they were protected. 
And we saw it again Sunday. I mean, Grady Jarrett made a killer play. You saw him. He comes all the way around on a giant twist stunt and gets to Brady, puts him on the ground. I mean, basically, like, all the only thing he didn't do was put the pillow down for him. Yeah, pretty much. And he gets the flag, and it kills the game. I mean, and I'm not saying the Falcons were going to win that game. I mean, it's still Marcus Mariota. They're still probably going to have the ball down inside their own 20-yard line <laughs> and have to go the distance of the field. But you never gave them the chance. The opportunity was taken away from them, and that's what's fucking irritating because it was a six-point game. It's not like it was a, you know, it was 28-14 and that call happens and you're like, well, they, you know, they could have scored a touchdown and gotten the onside kick. Like, no, that was that was like a winnable game. You know, like two two blown coverages in, in that secondary and all or one blown coverage, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, they're they're, they're within striking distance. Yeah. You know, Marcus Mariota takes off running for 35 yards, you're like, Okay. But she might be able to do. He's still a little mobile. Yeah, yeah I mean, the run. Falcons are they were their their records a lot better than I think people thought it was going to be at this point. I mean, I right. think they're up to what, two wins, right? I think we Rob said last week they've already doubled their win total for the year. <laughs> um yeah, they're 2 and 3. I mean, yeah. if you told me by week 5 that the Broncos and the Falcons would have the same record, I would be like, "Holy shit, the Falcons are undefeated?" Yeah. Or they're 4 and 1. How the hell is that going to work? Right. I would never have thought I was that not either. guessing two and three. No, fuck no. I was not guessing two and three. No. Uh, but nonetheless, it was an absolute shit call. It was arguably the worst call. And it's Jerome Boger, of course, always. If you ever want to, like, just follow the trail of shit calls, like, just find Jerome Boger, whatever game he is officiating. Yeah. And yeah. you can pretty much guarantee you'll find some shit fucking call in that game at some yeah. point. Like, egregiously bad. Right. And I, I think the outcry from a lot of people... On, especially on Twitter after that game on Sunday, was why are these officials not being held responsible? You know, players get fined, players get suspended, you know, coaches, this, the whole thing, there's all this scrutiny on all these different people, and yet the officials, when they fuck up royally, just seem to skate. They're like the weatherman. Right? Like they no, fuck up royally and they just right, nobody, skate. Nobody like, sits there and be like, it's the insurance company's got a fucking paper. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's it's just it's wild because we have the, the, there's I've never seen a group of people, and I mean this is, goes kind of across all sports: baseball, basketball, football. I don't really know about hockey. I don't really know like are there bad calls in hockey? I'm sure yeah, there are. I think so, but like I don't know what they are because I'm pretty sure I don't watching, know what. They, I watch stuff like playoff hockey. They're like, oh, he's got too much maple syrup on his gloves. <laughs> well, I don't I mean, know why he's British, but there are some like there are some like plays in hockey that I watch, and it's just like, oh, you know, high sticking or like or something like that. And I'm like, oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's what high. Oh, okay, wouldn't know. Like, it, I just go along with I believe that's that they made I just, the right call. Yeah, I, have no I don't idea. know really shit about hockey like that much. I love playoff hockey. I will watch playoff hockey like all fucking day. Regular season, probably not so much unless I'm at a bar and, and it's like a big game and it's like maybe if the Bruins lose. Yeah, I mean, I'll, if it's on, I'll watch it. It's not something I'm, I'm like, but it's not something I'm, I'm like, more of a oh, damn, yeah. 3.30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday, got to put this on. Yeah, I'm all set. No, I mean, it's not if like it's I, the playoffs, maybe. No, not even. If it's the playoffs and I'm going to a bar and it's like, oh, playoffs aren't cool. It's hey, I mean, if I'm around and I'm not doing anything, it's got to kind of be in front of my face. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, but like, like I said, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, but you know, in the major three sports, baseball, basketball, football, a lot of times, I mean, we all know who, you know, uh, uh, Angel, uh, Angel, was it Angel Diaz? No, Angel, uh, 
Enriquez? What the fuck's his name? Oh, my God. It's like it's slipping my mind. Holy this? crap. The referee in uh, MLB. Oh, I have no idea. Was he an asshole? Yeah, he's the worst. MLB <laughs> ump. Yeah, he's the worst. Well, you got to explain. Angel Hernandez. There it is. Jesus Christ, Enriquez. Angel Hernandez. We all know who he is. We all know who... Uh, Joyce is because you know he's the one that blew that fucking call uh, for the perfect game in Chicago that time. Oh. <laughs> called the guy safe and everybody's like, "Are you fucking kidding me, bro?" Like, even if it was a bang bang play, like you just call the man out and be done with it. Right? Like, fuck off. Uh, but we've all seen that. We all know who Joe West is. We all know who Joey Crawford is. Yeah. We all know who Jerome Boger is. We all know who fucking Tim Donahue is. Yeah, no, Tim, well, yeah, we all know <laughs> yeah. who Tim Donahue is now. Uh, you know, we all know who we all know who fucking Hercules was, fucking Ed, yeah, Hockley. Ed Hockley. You know what I mean? Like you know the officials and like whether they're good or bad. Gene but Skeritor. Gene's but Gene Skeritor Stel- was actually one of the better ones. I yeah. liked Skeritor. Yeah. Yeah, he's a you guys at that okay, I, all right, uh, listen, babe. All right, here's what we got. Okay, we got uh, yeah. we're gonna go incomplete call stands as it called in the field. I, hey, you like that? Yeah, you want some bolognese after the game? Come on <laughs> by. Yeah, I liked I liked Steratore. Yeah, actually, yeah. he was fucking funny. Now they talk to him um, in New York. Yeah, but I liked him when he was an official because you know he was not bad. Right. But you get Jerome Boger or like yeah, I don't know, like Cleet Blakeman rubs me the wrong way, and that fucking remember that dude? You retired now. You said the glasses. Oh God, dude! I remember these guys like it was yesterday because it'd be like, oh, God damn it, this fucking assholes. This guy's repping this game. Fuck. fuck. Um, but no, it, it was uh or or you know Bill Vinovich. Bill Binovich fucking phantom holding call on the Broncos in 2012 cost us the game against the fucking Ravens. Oh. Would never got to that. There would have been no jump ball Joe. There would have been oh, no fucking yeah, Jacoby yeah. Jones. If Bill Vinovich had just kept his goddamn fucking flag in his pocket instead of just pretending to call a holder because he's like, last way Lewis is last way. You know, throw this flag, fucking asshole. Uh, but you know these guys' names. You know who they are. You know, I mean, you can all pretty much go back and probably figure out a time where they fucked your team once, twice, sometimes more. And you know who they, you just, you know it, and you know they're fucked. Jerome Boger's that dude, and he makes this call on, on Grady Jarrett when he sacks Brady. And you're like, everybody in the world, I mean, literally Twitter erupted. And everybody is like, what the fuck is this? Right. And Monday morning, that was the worst call ever. I mean, it was up there with the tuck rule. It was so bad. It was so egregious. It was so terrible. And you're like, how in the fuck are we making this call? You have ex-players coming out. Bernard Pollard, TJ Ward, Micah Parsons, current players even. Micah Parsons, I believe I I saw TJ Watt in there saying, like, what do you want us to do? Right. Like, he's a 310-pound defensive tackle. Would you want him to defy physics and just, like, place the man Gently on the ground? Like, I- we haven't seen Tom Brady throw, you know, complete passes off his ass. You know what I mean? And the pat, like, literally sitting on his ass and, like, throws a ball. And you're like, oh, it's complete. First down, game over. And you're like, how? But I should <laughs> Why didn't I throw him on the ground? Like, remember Matthias Kiwanuka and Vince Young? In 2006, and Tom Coughlin was like screaming at him under because he's like hands on his knees, head down, and Tom Coughlin like got underneath him was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, you fucking bitch!" Like, you remember that? It was it was no, it was fucking hilarious. But um, you go back to like that's the thing. Like, you got to get these guys to the ground. These are professional athletes, right. and Brady's not a small dude. Brady's 6'4", 210, 220 pounds. Like, he's not like a little guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like. He's bigger. He's taller than me. Yeah. I mean, 
would I like one hand his ass to the ground? Yeah, of course I would. I'm a fucking beast. But that's also not the point. Pounds more than him. Yeah, but like Grady Jarrett did what he was supposed to do, and he did it in the gentlest manner possible, and he still got fucked for it. I know. I know. I saw it, and I was like, oh, boy. I'm like, here it comes. Like, I knew it was going to. I'm like, that is like one of the cleanest fucking, cleanest sacks you could possibly get in any, like, whatever situation you want to put. It was one of the cleanest sacks, and he still got fucked. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, he's fucked. I know it. And then I saw the flags, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, I was hoping to, like, reverse psychology myself and being like, oh, he's fucked. He's fucked. Right. And just hope to never see the flag being like, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, light left in this fucking league without throwing some bullshit. Fu- no, there it is. And you're like, God fucking damn And, of it, course, dude. it's it's who was the beneficiary of that? Brady. Tom Brady. Again. Always. You know, I mean, if Always. you go back, all this shit started with Tom Brady. Always. It started in, in 2007 when the Bernard Pollard fan club was born. Uh, 2008, rather. On September 7th, 2008. <laughs> uh, you know, at approximately 1.44 in the afternoon. You know, who's counting? Um, when the Bernard Pollard fan club was started by yours truly. And Bernard Pollard, the great one, ended Tom Brady's season. You know, and it, it all of a sudden became like a... Oh my God, Tom Brady got hurt. We need to change all the rules. We need to change the whole thing. This game isn't safe. And it's like, all right, cool, cool. But like, what about Carson Palmer three years ago? Right. Why didn't you give a shit when Kimo von Olhoffen rolled up on Carson Palmer's, you know, leg the first series of the game? Right. And Cincinnati in that wild card game in 2005, and he was done, and John Kitna had to come in and finish the game. Did you. Did you care then? No. Did you change any rules then? No. So what? So it's it really only matters when it happens. Just like with horse collar tackles, if it hadn't been To that had gotten his leg broken, if that had been like James Thrash or Todd Pinkston that got their ankle broken right. by Roy Williams on that tackle, no rules would be changed. Never would have heard of it. No, nothing would have happened. And right. and it's it's pathetic. It's sad. And the 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 part that pisses me off the most. Is it so tr- they're so transparent about it? Like they think they're like being like, oh, well, we're going to do this in the name of player safety. It's like, no, you're only doing this because a big name guy got hurt. Right. And your TV ratings might take a hit because right. of it. Because you know this Because your going- bottom line might yeah. not be as, as, as fat as it could be. Right. If T.O. and Tom Brady were playing for that year, like or that's it's going through hurt. a few more households, given the name it happened to, rather Ex- than exactly. You know I mean? Like I said, it, th- those those kind of guys, those kind of injuries happen all the time. Right. But oh my God, it happened. To, it happened on to T.O. Uh, to you know, and the four p.m. Fox main, you know, national broadcast. Yeah. You know, in a in a season where he was having an MVP type season with right. McNabb, and it's like, oh no, we must change all the rules, and you're like. Man, fuck off with that Tom shit. Tom Tupa got smashed and broke his fucking leg. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, I mean, they replaced Tom Tupa. Doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like I said, if that was James Thrash or Todd Pinkston, no one fucking cares. Right. You know, just like no one cared when it happened to Carson Palmer, but it happens to Brady, and oh my God, the world's ending. 774 992 8702. Do you want to go Sprucey's? Yeah, I'll go Spruce. I'll carry this for a minute by my, by my lonesome. Um,. We got more coming up. Uh, just uh, vodka and grapefruit soda. You know, the huge. The huge. Uh, let's see. What do we got coming up? Okay, so we've got coming up. 
uh, we've got some fun stuff. We, if you're if you're a Raiders or a Chiefs fan, um, you can either choose to tune in or out now, depending depending on which side you were on last night. We got video from uh, we got two Devontae Adams videos. We have obviously we're going to talk about the worst call uh, because the Brady call is now the second worst call. Then we'll get into the worst call. We'll get into the Chiefs and the Raiders. We'll get into the Broncos, the Colts, just a touch. Uh, as the show goes on, we'll get into what's coming up this week, which looks like it's actually going to be a pretty decent week. I'm not obviously thrilled. I'm never thrilled about Thursday night football. Uh, but Washington at Chicago, barf. Like, just barf. Like, watch. It'll probably be the highest scoring game of the fucking week, of the week too, because it's just two trash teams. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into a little bit more uh, of the NFL as the show rolls on. Uh, Troy Aikman is now getting uh, he is he has angered leftist Twitter. There's many a leftist white woman uh, that is very angry at Troy Aikman. Uh, and we got the video to show you why. And uh, we'll get into that as well. We've got what else we got? Uh, we have. Da, da, da. Let's see. I think that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, we got the Dar the Derek Carr stuff. We got that. We got this. We've got uh This was always funny too. I just love this video. This is this video kills me. A B acting a fool. Uh A B is apparently um being sued by some guy that he sold a watch to. I don't know what type of watch it was, uh, but it was uh, it was some sort of like designer watch or whatever. It was supposedly worth $400,000. He sold it to this guy uh, secondhand for one hundred sixty grand uh, down in Miami, and uh, apparently it's a fake. So he, was, uh, he sold a counterfeit watch. For one hundred sixty thousand dollars, so that guy's suing for damages, which I I don't feel bad for him at all, like at all. Like how? First of all, why would you trust AB and take him at his word? Second of all, if you got one hundred sixty grand to drop on a watch, probably means you're 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 probably fine. I mean, it's probably not that big of a deal. Uh, but Brady and Giselle are getting divorced. We all know that. That is um, looking like it's going to be more and more. Uh, just it's gonna get ugly i think that's gonna get gross ugly because i think there's gonna be some things that are coming out hearing rumors that brady brady may have already been uh sniffing around in places he shouldn't have been sniffing if you know what i mean um he might have been uh you know wetting his whistle in other places dipping his pen in some ink that wasn't his wife's um wouldn't it be fascinating though if it turned out that ab banged giselle like while they were married, so that'd just be hilarious. Um, I want this to turn into a total total soap opera and just devolve into complete like Jerry Springer madness. I think it would be fucking hysterical um, if that ended up being the case, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 774-992-8702. We're about to get into some Chiefs and Raiders, some Monday Night Football, a little bit of AFC West talk. Uh, we've got a bunch of shit to talk about uh, with this game, so... Uh, stay tuned for that. Paul's coming back. We're going to get into, uh, obviously, Devontae Adams. We'll get into Carr getting, you know, the the worst call ever. Uh, we'll get into uh, Josh McDaniels potentially being on the hot seat now. And, uh, yeah, 
we'll, 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 oh boy, you know I gotta work in the morning, right? That's okay. I broke one of your cups. Which one? One of the Broncos ones. How'd you break it? I kind of dropped it and it landed straight up with the ice in it, and I didn't realize. I thought it was fine until I pulled the vodka in and it started leaking out the bottom. Oh, I don't care. These were cheap. So, yeah. They're like stadium cups. You know? So my bad. Yeah. But that one might be a little spicy because all the ice, <laughs> all the ice was pretty much melted. I tried to pour as much soda water in as I could. That is straight gasoline, sir. And I make my drinks stiff. This one was like, I was like, ooh, whoops. Ooh. I, I don't want to pour any vodka out, though. That's stupid. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely don't pour out any vodka, but man, this one is. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. All right, Paul, let's get into this Chiefs Raiders game from last night. Chiefs um, Raiders. Once again, Travis Kelsey fucking shit up. I knew he was going to have a huge game, and I was just like, fuck, dude, I'm down. I mean, I'm up against Sean. Not to bring fantasy into it, but I was paying attention a little bit, and I'm like, all right, he's got Josh Jacobs and Travis Kelsey. I'm up by, like, 24 points. I'm probably screwed, but maybe there's a chance one of them gets hurt. No, they both put up, like, 64 I was going to say they was both like, went fuck. <laughs> I was just I was just happy to see that the Broncos weren't the only team this year that made Josh Jacobs look like the second coming of LaDainian Tomlinson. The only thing, tra- I mean, the only thing, like, Ty- for, like, Tyreek Hill leaving is just, it's just made Travis Kelsey more of an option. Well, I had, uh, I had MSV or MVS, I should say, MVS and uh, Juju last night, and my opponent... Was that Valdez Scantling? Yeah, and my opponent had... Yeah, uh, he ripped it a little. And my opponent had Mahomes. And I'm sitting there going, all right, I'm like, you know, I I got a pretty good chance. If he throws the ball to these two, and, you know, Kelsey doesn't go off for, like, I don't know, four touchdowns, I'm probably fine. But he only had, what, four receptions for... It does. Seventy. It so I'm like, God damn. He had like no yards, no receptions, but four touchdowns. I'm like, God damn. I know. Dude. Some guy last night started out like started go went into his Monday night game going like, Hey, you know, I mean, I got a chance, but I'm gonna need like four touchdowns out of Kelsey. Yeah. And it's just like asking you shall receive. No shit. Uh, and you could make the argument that getting rid of Tyreek Hill has made Patrick Mahomes a better quarterback because he's now. Throwing the ball to the open guy, he's got to make and letting reads. and letting the coverage dictate where he goes with the ball, rather than trying to force feed a home run ball to a guy. Right. Which you know, I'm not saying that the Chiefs are better off without Tyreek Hill, but I think you might see a little bit as the season, especially as the season goes on, and I think you've already already seen it with Mahomes, a, ma- a level of maturation that's come out of him, where he's still. You know, he still does the Houdini shit in the pocket. Like, he's still... That's just who he is, He's still though. Brett Favre-esque when he just, like, yo, escape, escape, left-handed shovel pass, flip, know. you know, whatever. That's what he's going to do. And, and I'm done know, thinking that's a fluke. It's Well, it's not a fluke, but it's just... It, the fluky part is when it works, because a lot of the but, times... But it, is it, though? It it's is. It's happened so many times now. He does, oh, little left-handed, like, underneath shovel pass thingy-majig, and it's like... Listen, it's like a bullet for fucking fifteen yards, like straight he's through three. Super I'm like, what fucking the talented. Fuck? His arm strength for a guy that have you ever watched him? Like, did, was it that? Um, was one morning I think on like Good Morning Football or like some bullshit like that where they had him pregame, like very very pregame, like I'm talking like ten o'clock in the morning or some shit, and he bombed it like seventy yards. Like he just was like, I'm gonna see how far I can fucking throw it. And he just fucking launched the ball. It was like a seventy-yard bomb, just, just absolutely. Just oh, the kid's in, the kid's got an absolute fucking hammer. hammer For a dude, arm. Like, like, he's got a, he's got an arm of the gods. It's insane, dude. And like his arm strength, short game, 
being able to move the ball like I'm here. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I saw this. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what was that? Uh, some little tussle after the so it's all we'll get to it. Just keep keep talking. But I'm just saying, like the arm strength the kid has is is literally like like it's it's, it's god tier. It's there's nobody comparison except for maybe like Justin Herbert or like somebody young. I mean, of that strength, but it's Josh. You don't Al- I think Josh. I think Josh from. Allen's the only guy that had that can that can sit there Allen, and have comparative Jackson, arm strength. I think Lamar Jackson's got a. a, a massive arm Lamar too. does even though he does yeah he you don't see it often because of his style of play well, but when you Jackson do, launches that fucking thing dude right but it might just not be in the best direction at the best time or whatever but I'm yeah. just saying Lamar Jackson there's young guys who have massive talent as far as like arm strength and strictly arm strength and I think that with Mahomes people underestimate what he can do as far as his stature and his ability is physically the kid gets the ball through people that I've, in ways I've honestly never really seen, and I'm not trying to like sit here and get on my get on my knees or nothing for the kid, like. But he's kind of like get your knee pads out, bitch. And, and for a long time, I was just like, all right, that's bullshit. Yep, okay, that was a cute little throw. Well, that was it, cool. I mean, and he is, does it once, and then he does it again, and you're like, oh yeah, there's that bullshit. The and then after is, a while, you're just sitting there going, damn, it is that it, bullshit again? But it, it'll work on a Monday night against the Raiders in Week Five. It'll work on a Sunday night in week 12 against the Broncos. You know what it won't work? In the divisional round against the Buffalo Bills or in the AFC Championship against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what I mean? Like, it just, yeah, or or in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I was going to say, but it did it, in the Super No, well. No, like, that was against I, the Niners, and he yeah, didn't do anything did crazy. The Super Bowl he didn't really Niners. do anything crazy in that game except, you know, that third and 17 when he hit Tyree Killam and you and I both looked at each other. We were like, God damn it, they're going to win this fucking game, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because Jimmy Garoppolo missed Emmanuel Sanders wide open, but we don't need to revisit that because I don't really want to be uh, I knew they were going to win that, that game upset. Anyway, but but let's talk about this Monday night game a little bit because this was actually the, uh, look the Raiders. I think Carr was like four and one on Monday Night Football in his last five starts. Uh, the Raiders have historically played the Chiefs very well. Yeah, I think the only teams that the Raiders have played well have been the AFC West, to be honest, over the yeah. last like six years. The Raiders came out um, swinging, dude. I was like, they I went was, up seventeen nothing, and I'm like I'm talking to Hunting, and I'm just like, and he's like, oh shit, bro. He's like, Chiefs are fucking losing. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'm like, I've seen this before, dude. I'm like, the the Raiders right now. I'm texting. Him, I'm like, oh shit, dude. The Raiders are pouring it on. I'm like, it's fourteen nothing right now, and then they get the field goal, and I'm like, seven. I'm like. Wow, they got a pretty good lead. I'm like, yeah, but we've seen Mahomes and we've seen this KC offense score. If you had told me that it was going to be seventeen nothing at at, at the like half, eight minutes in the second, or I think it was in the half, right? Or, Didn't it go to the half? Uh, no, I think they scored right before the, the Kelsey got his first touchdown before the half, right? So seventeen seven at it the half. It was seventeen seven at the half, I believe. Yeah, that was the game because right I went there. to go take. Uh, Lulu out to take a shit, and I came back in right before the half, and they had scored. And I was like, fuck, who was it? I didn't see. I didn't realize it was Kelsey that I would have been pissed because I was playing Kelsey. So that was like, all right, whatever. Oh, no, it was 20 to 10 at the half. That's what it was. 20 10. Yeah. I knew it was close. I knew they had scored before the half, but I'm yeah. still sitting there, and there was like eight minutes left in the second. Right. And it was a field, the Chiefs got a field goal. They got a field goal right at the buzzer. Yeah. Um, and it was a big one because it was. Yeah, big one. It was like a 50, Because I think it was right. It was because yarder? it was right after. 58 yarder? Because that was the. Yeah, that because the Raiders kicked a field goal with 17 seconds to go. 
uh, in the half to go up 27, 20 to seven. And it was on the heels. That was the field goal that, that gave them the opportunity uh, that this play gave them the opportunity to, to kick that field goal because it should have been Chiefs ball. Right. 17, you know, with, with what, 17, 20 seconds, something, whatever, however many whatever. seconds left, yeah. a minute whatever left at been. that point. Um, but this, this happened instead. And again, like we said, we thought the Tom Brady play was the worst play of all time. Uh, and until last night, it was the worst play of all time. And then this shit happened. Are you talking about the... I mean, I just, I, I, again, I just don't know what these officials are looking at, and and what they're what they're thinking. Like, the man strip sacks the quarterback and takes the ball away from him, and you call roughing the passer. Like he's not a punter. It's right. not like when he punts the ball away and you run into him and clean his clock. You're like, oh, okay, there's 15 yards. No, like. This man is he's he's actively trying to move the ball down the sit. field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, he gets stopped by a defender and the defender makes a great fucking play. Chris Jones made a hell of a play. Yep, I saw that and I was like, "Wow, you got to be kidding me, man." It was a strip sack and he recovered it and yep. he went to the ground and was like, "Thank you very much." Yep. And you're thinking, "Okay, great. Chiefs ball. You know, here we go. This if you're a Chiefs fan, obviously not me because I was like, "Fuck the Chiefs." But, you know, you're sitting there going, "Okay, Chiefs ball." That's about as clean as it gets. And then you see the flag come out, and you're going. And I, when I saw that. He I, was livid, too. I literally had just gotten up like to go to like go take a piss. So I got up from the TV. I saw the play happen. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's out. That ball's out clean, clear. I had no idea there was a flag on the field until I was upstairs, and I hear the booing. And I'm taking a piss, and I can hear the booing on my TV. And I'm like, what the fuck are they booing? Like, I don't get it. Like, what the what could have possibly happened that would lead to the entire stadium being this pissed off because I could hear it from upstairs. I'm in the bathroom upstairs. I can hear it on the TV downstairs. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I get downstairs and Oakland still got the ball. Or Vegas still has the ball. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like why? And they're like, and then they're showing the replay and they're like, I don't know what they saw on this. Like I, and I'm like, don't even fucking tell me. I go to Twitter and immediately I'm just, it's just, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? This is fucking bullshit. And I'm like, I, and then I saw the play and I lost my fucking mind. Yeah, no shit. I shut the, I literally, I said, you know what? That's enough football for this week. I'm all set. I turned it off. I came upstairs. I raced. I didn't even watch. I didn't even care. I think I went back downstairs for like the last three minutes of the game yeah but i was like i can't i can't sit here and watch this because if i sit here and watch it i'm gonna get emotionally invested in it and i'm trying to divorce myself from the nfl emotionally like i'm just trying to have no emotion when it comes to football anymore. yeah like me now because it just it just it drives it's me up better. a fucking wall it's much better because you know i was talking to one of our friends uh today uh the, the owner of commonwealth barbecue and rent them shout out to them i went there for lunch today um because it's the best barbecue place Arguably, I have to go. arguably in the state. Um, no disrespect to any of the other ones. I'm just saying this one's probably the best. And and he asked me, so he he kind of chuckles. He's like, "Hey, how's it going? How's your blood pressure? How's those about those uh, you know, those rough in the passer calls?" And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I just I, I'm at my wits fucking end with this because 
The problem is, is that it's you're taking the game that I grew up loving and I love, and you're 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 taking away an integral part of it, and and I'm I'm fighting you tooth and nail on it, not because there's nothing I'm afraid do, of change or I don't want safety, because you're it's not going to be the same game that I grew up playing and watching, right. and what I grew up playing and watching was the greatest rendition. That was that two thousand like ninety. I'd say Six. like 94, I think, is when it started, oh, when you kind of like when the West Coast offense started to become a real thing and the passing game started to open up. Yeah. Like 94 through, I would say, like 2006. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe even 2010. Yeah. Was probably peak NFL. Yeah. You know, like to me, like 02 to 06 was the peak of the NFL. Banging years. Those, those that was Best just years, dude. You could still play defense. You could still hit people. Yep. You know, you could. You had a nasty pass. You had nasty you passing had, game. Nasty running backs. Right. right. You had absurd passing games. Ridiculously talented uh, running backs. Receivers. Tight ends were still right. like. You witnessed two thousand yard rushing seasons. You witnessed eighteen hundred yard passing seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like receiving. These, yeah. Receiving. I'm sorry. Yeah. Receiving seasons. Like it was such. Unfortunately, we witnessed it in that short window because now we saw what what it transitioned into, and, and, and how quickly it, it transitioned. How fast, dude! I mean, what we saw last night with the Chiefs and the Raiders. I mean, as someone who hates both of those teams, yeah, with an immense amount of passion, and I'm not using this to I'm not using my hatred of these teams to qualify. My opinion here, because you know that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, you know, when somebody says like, "Well, <laughs> I mean, I I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. I've been a diehard Indianapolis Colts fan, and I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time." It's like, okay, cool, you're allowed to have that opinion, but why did you have to preface it with, "I'm an Indianapolis Colts like, fan"? Like, like, I'm not even a Patriots fan, and I think this. Like, yeah. How does that somehow? Like, how does that somehow? Like, so basically, validate, what, so basically, so that validates your opinion as fact and true because you're not a fan of this team that's supposedly the best right. guy. That so I'm great. Fuck so you can't you can't put your you can't put your your fandom aside to actually look at the game right. and determine make an make an objective determination about a certain how you're wrong. a certain player <laughs> or or how they are. Like it's like, you know, like, oh well, I'm a Red Sox fan and I'm telling you right now, Jeter's better than Nomar. It's like okay, well you didn't have to you like you could have just said Jeter's better than Nomar. Right. But it's like you get these people that like, you know, it's always and it's always the third guy that interjects into an argument of two people. Like two people will be having an argument and some guy will step a in and be solid like, one most likely. And some guy will sit there and he'll listen, he'll, you know, like let's use the Brady Manning thing. It's like somebody will be sitting there and be like, No, Manning's better, Brady's better. And then some guy will step in and be like, Whoa, bro, okay. I'm a Colts fan. Just so you know. Okay? I'm a Colts fan. Die hard my whole life, okay? And I'm telling you right now. Brady's better than Manning. This man's right. right. And it's like... Or okay. Somehow you know more about... Oh, <laughs> okay. So that somehow makes you... Oh, well, shit, dude. You're a Colts fan and you're saying that? Well, fuck. That just... That changes my whole fucking life. I don't even know what to do now. I mean, what, what next? You you tell me fucking... Uh, you, you tell me Tiger Woods is going to come out and tell me that, you know, fucking uh, Phil Mickelson's the greatest golfer? Like, I'm a Phil Mickel... I'm a Mickelson... Uh, I'm a Tiger Woods fan. I'm telling you lefties better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm a scratch golfer, bro. Yeah. I'm a scratch golfer. It's like, and I'm going to tell no. you right now, Phil. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, the but, fuck up. But what I'm going to say, but what I will say about last night's game is I had no horse in that race, and I was literally rooting for a meteor to hit the stadium and or the game to end in a 0-0 Honestly, tie. I was rooting for the Chiefs. 
if we had beat the Raiders last week like we should have, yeah. I probably would have been rooting for the Raiders last I night. I can't root for the Raiders. Well, I at definitely all. would have been rooting for the Raiders last night. I cannot root for the Raiders at all based on principle the fact that we needed to beat them last year and we didn't and they caused us to not go to the playoffs. So yeah, that's a big. The th- Raiders are kind of on my shit list for like quite a while now. The Raiders are always on my shit list. Well, they're a division team. Me, I have them. no reason to hate like this. I like Devontae Adams. I think he's nasty. Renfro, like they got a good squad. Like, I like. I, I like I their don't players. Hate anybody like like individually on the team? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not like, oh yeah, fuck that. What's that? The ginger kid there? Fucking uh, Max Crosby. Max Crosby. I don't even hate him. I'm like, look at that kid. I'm like, he's a scraggly looking motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like scroungy, scrappy. Dude. He had a bull run last night that just i was like fuck you yeah he's kind of nasty i'm like all right this dude's cool shit like i don't hate anybody specifically on the raiders but just as a team i think I'm it was like, against his old college teammate too the right tackle he just shoved both of his hands right in his chest <laughs> just and just bull rushed him straight back and i was like I just out of principle and i'm like man. i'm watching him just like how and then i'm like oh yeah i'm like yeah he doesn't look that like you know he doesn't look like micah parsons but he's probably every bit as strong, and you know. Yeah, he's probably a fucking horse, dude. Max, I mean, obviously, Max has done it for a couple years now. Right. It's not he's, like he's, he's, a, he's a, not a flash in the pan, fluky yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy. He's, he's there. He's, he's he showed up. Yeah, he's like he's like another Pat Kearney. He's out there. You know? We out here. Yeah, he's, he's like yeah. he reminds me of a Patrick Kearney. You know, a guy yeah. who like comes along every couple years, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then. He'll change teams in two years, and you really won't hear much, and he'll make like a big right. play here and there, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's still in the league, huh? Yeah, good for him. Good, for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. good, good player. Cool guy. Almost like um, Calais Campbell kind of thing, but he, you know what I mean? Well, Calais like, was oh, yeah, actually, he's still, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's still, he's there, he's yeah. still a beast. He was a beast for a long time. Yep. Well, God, I wish we'd gotten him in Denver. I mean, we wouldn't have done anything with him, so I'm glad he went to Baltimore, but oh, well, for his sake, but yeah. uh, nonetheless. But to this, back to this game, I had no horse in this race. I wanted no one to win, yeah, yeah. and it was driving me nuts. But I'm sitting there and I'm watching this game and I'm watching the Chiefs get fucked by these officials. And part of me was just sitting there going, they made this call to whitewash away the Brady call on Sunday because they wanted to be, they didn't want, they they needed another shitty Call yeah, to be like, like oh, he's not the only like, one look, that gets see, the garbage look, calls. See, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is just how we're calling it now. All right, like this is how yeah. we're doing it. He's not the only one. You know, it's you. it's not. This isn't like a Brady preference thing. Okay, look, we're calling it across the border. I right? deal right. with it. Right. And it's like bull fucking shit. You are. We all know you're not. Shut the fuck up. So that that happened, and, and if that the, people me off. don't think that the NFL is that connected to where they can't call and be like, "Yo, you got to make another terrible ass fucking call in this game so that we could take shade off of this bad call for this guy because that's just how it is." You're fucking in denial because this is exactly what happens. It, it it definitely does, dude. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm so. I used to. I'm, I, over, I, I'm over. I the used fact. to be. I used to be. I used to be willingly naive. Right. To that kind of stuff, you're like, no, nah. like, no, no, no. The NFL's on, they're on the up and up, dude. Come on. They're, they're just, it's a bad call. It happens. It just so happened it came on the heels of another bad call. You get the and, wildest shit. You and now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it going, let me hear it. Man, fuck you. Yep. Like, that is just way too coincidental. Yep. Way too, if it's too convenient for the, and it benefits the NFL. Immediately my 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 radar goes up and I'm like, right. wait a minute. If somehow you call in and you start making like some crazy ass connection between like Vladimir Putin and in North Korea and the reason why, you know, Tom Brady got a 
pick or, or, or some bullshit. The reason why Tom Brady got a roughing the passer call and you come in with some crazy ass bullshit and connect all the dots, I'm probably gonna be like, you know what, you're probably fucking right, dude. I don't right. Not you're gonna get the, anything you, these days. You're gonna get the go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your wildest take and your craziest fucking conspiracy theory, and that's probably the one that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely fucking insane. Uh, but it happens all the time, and it's just it's it's getting to be to the point where it's like you know Uncle Nick used to tell us all the time like he used to laugh at us because he's like oh man he's like you guys are so cute you think the NFL's like yeah. honest and everything's like oh Fuck, yeah. Man, yeah and he just used to laugh at us he's like you know it's all rigged right and we're like we're like no only college basketball is and yeah then we're like. And now I'm watching it as I get older, and I'm watching it with a more critical, like, you know, cynical eye. And I'm like, who's benefiting from this? Because it ain't us. A little more seasoned to the world. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A little more cynical, a little more jaded, if you will. 774-992-8702. We're talking Chiefs Raiders right now, if you want to get your thoughts in. Um, We've got got the video, obviously. uh, We'll we'll play it again real quick. This is the uh, Derek Carr getting sacked last night. it gets, you know, Jones takes the ball away from him. It's about as clean of a sack. I mean, I don't know what in God's name any official is expecting him to do here. He's, he's He tries to keep his weight off of him, which he obviously doesn't entirely. It looks bad. I mean, Carr gets his shoulder driven into the ground. I guess we could, you know, probably thank Anthony Barr and Aaron Rodgers for this one um, because they're the ones that got this. Because, again, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. And all of a sudden, the whole the every all the fucking now you now you can't can't put your weight end, down but on him. But he ends up with the ball. Is the craziest shit in in like and however he treated him during and the that official, play, he and ends the, up with the ball. But the officials saying they're like, well, you know, he he came down, he put his weight down on him, and that's the rule. And you What's can't he supposed do that. to fucking do levitate? And I'm like, well, and that's and that's the problem, and that's where I think a lot of people last night got like really started getting pissed off. I mean, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck. You know, you've got the announcers calling it out. You had everybody on ESPN. I mean, Stephen A., uh, you know, just name a talking head, name a personality. Right, right. Everybody was sitting there going. Except for Max Cowboy. Okay, He's a bitch. This is, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are we supposed to do here? You know, like, what is this? Like, this is, I, I don't even know what you want me to do. It, you know, and it just, it, it gets to the point where you're like, you're, you're making defenders play by a set of rules that is impossible to adhere to 100% of the time so you're you're already setting them up to fail and you're already and it it waters down the game and as somebody like me who's always been a defensive guy I've always loved defense it's always been my favorite side of the ball you know I, you know court I always appreciated offense but I love defense Steve Atwater is my all-time favorite player yep. you know R- R- Champ Bailey's probably number 2 Bill Romanowski and Ray Lewis are probably, you know, 3-3A. Three Bob, Bob Sanders. You know, Ed Reed. I mean, I was a big fan of safeties and DBs. Whatever. Fuck yep. you. But my point is, is that I was always a defensive guy. And to see these defenses just get, like, handcuffed. And it's like, okay, go out there and play with one hand tied behind your back. Yeah. Because we need to make sure that these DraftKings lineups are popping. Right. Because that's all that this fucking instant gratification add ipad fucking generation that's coming up cares about they don't give a shit about the subtle nuances of a fucking zone blitz 
and why it was effective in the, against this certain player or, or this or that. They only give a shit if their fucking quarterback threw to the right guy and their DraftKings lineup is 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 right. is making is earning them points. Right. That's it. And this is the problem. We let the door open. We left the door open for bug men. You okay? Those, you know, you see them all the time. Just go to Mirasols. It's infested with bug men all day, every day. They sit there on their on their MacBooks with their, you know, their scarves and their... Yeah, it's 90 know, degrees out with a scarf and glasses. And they're sitting there going, all black, hmm. long sleeve uh, The DVOA of this game was uh, very interesting. <laughs> and uh, if you look at the advanced analytics, blah, 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 and this and that. And this, the problem is, is that we let people who have never played football participate in football because they wanted to feel like they were participating. So they come up with all these advanced metrics that don't fucking apply. Like, you want that shit? Go play big old. Take that shit to baseball, bro. And then Billy Bean will just tell you, well, you're a fucking idiot. You know, and it's like, well, or, or vice versa. I don't know. Maybe it was the other way around. I have no idea. Maybe Billy, you know, Billy Bean was the uh, sabermetrics guy, right? He was the right. first one there, like, <laughs> you know, institute all the advanced metrics. But the shit worked in baseball. It doesn't work in football. I mean, I saw some crazy the metrics, stat, dude. The, the metrics night. last night fucked the Raiders. Right. Because Josh McDaniels decided to side with the metrics and the you know the metrics say go for two. Percentages say go for two. And what do they do? They go for two, they get snuffed and they lose. Oops. Could have had a tie game. Should have went to overtime. At worst. At worst, they should have been overtime. Your offense wasn't having really much of a problem moving the ball in the first half. I don't know what you couldn't revert back to to make it work again in the second half. Nope, but but my point is is that we've let these we've let these bug men infiltrate our games yeah. and our sports, and we've got these soy boy beta males now that yeah. are hanging out in in football circles, and they just want to feel welcomed and more and more than anything important. Uh, and that's why because they have, can read a graph, but they haven't watched football for the last twenty years. Exactly. I mean, it, it just. Doesn't mean that you you can just fucking jump in the ring and think you box, right. bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it takes a keen eye to watch this. There's a reason why I can be looking at the fucking refrigerator and I can see a hold on my TV out of the corner <laughs> of my eye. Or I can I'm, know if the play, or I can know if the penalties on offense or defense, just judging by the fucking the sound of the crowd or some or, shit or, or like or that. Or where the flag was thrown before I even hear the crowd. Uh, you see the play, you see the flag, and you go, mm, "All right, I, yep. it, that can uh, through." That's uh, illegal motion. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's like a man downfield. Anybody can pick out a holding call. Through, Anybody but, can pick out a false start. Through deductive reasoning, I'm going to uh, assume that this is either this or this. Uh, right, Because right. I've deduced that. Yes, I uh, have checked X, Y, and Z and only left this left. But the the bottom line is, is that th- that call on Carr, that roughing the passer, has to have been one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Yeah. The Chiefs fans, you know, in all their infinite class and wisdom, decided to throw bottles and beers down on the field at the Raiders as they ran off the field to, nice, at the end of the second nice, half. Yeah, yeah. and Classy. everybody's like, everybody's like, really, Kansas City fans? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's Oakland and Kansas City. Like, these are the two of the trashiest fan bases right. you're ever going to find in sports. In the West. Like, in the West. No, side, just in yeah. sports in general, well, dude. Well, I mean, you start chucking, like, Philly and Baltimore and shit in there, dude. Oh, they're, they're yeah, Philly and Baltimore. that's East. Philly and Baltimore are up there, but so is Kansas City and Oakland. I mean. Yeah, West side of the Kansas City, West side of the Mississippi? Yeah. 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 I don't know my geography too well, but yeah. West side of the Mississippi. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, but they're yeah, whatever. They're in the middle there. Yeah, uh, out west. They're in the fucking AFC they're west. They're in the Midwest. Okay, okay? <laughs> so, but they they're just it, it's one of those things. Like it just it irks me because it you're again you're taking the game that I love and you're changing it and you're making these calls and I'm hoping 
the outrage over these two calls back to back and the people that have spoken up will get the competition committee to address something. Doubt it. I do too. I don't I think anything doubt it. I don't think anything's going to change. When they're hard charging in there it, it's just like a liberal democratic agenda, dude. They don't give a fuck how many people it affects in a negative way. They don't give a shit how many They just want to sit there and say, "We're right, you're wrong." And Deal look with it. what we did. Yep. We did this. We accomplished this. They're going to make right. it sound like some fucking praise. Like, look what we did for the better of right. the sport. No, There's, you're actually fucking it, but cool, that's what you think because you're in charge. Right. Awesome. You're, you're, you're actually not preventing anybody yeah. from getting hurt. Thanks you're for not listening make, to the body. You're not you making know? the game any safer at all. But hey, you know. Pat yourself on the back Pat again, yourself you on fucking the, loser. Right. And that's, and that's really what it comes down to. The game's not any safer. You can't legislate out the violence. You never like will. Like you said, dude. And it's just, it is what it is. Like, guys are going to get hurt. And sometimes it's unfortunate. And it sucks, but it's part of the game. Right. I could, I would love to see them, like, change it to flag football and see, like, you know, I don't know, Joe Mixon out there in the flats, full speed. And, uh, I don't know, whatever defender fucking try and grab a flag and trip him up and he slips and slams his fucking head and gets a concussion just the same way as if, if, if it was the way it was. Right, but it wouldn't even but it wouldn't even matter because they would still be able to say like, look at how many left concussions we have. Like, but you still, but, but you even though the, you'd still get them though. I mean, no, you wouldn't. Not in flag football because you're not putting helmets on. Like we talked about last week, dude. When those guys put those shoulder pads and helmets on, you know, when we talk about the rugby guys, it's like in, yeah, it's like when you when you when dude. you put those pads and that helmet on. There is an air of invincibility that enters your conscious, I know, it's and fun. it is fucking awesome. I remember from Pop One. It's been a long time, but I remember putting them on and being like, "Oh my god, I can hit anybody! This is awesome!" Right. <laughs> so, if uh, you've ever done it, you know the feeling, regardless of what level you played. <laughs> so, the, my whole point of this whole thing was: is I hope something gets changed. And Troy Aikman agrees with me, and Troy Aikman agreed with me, and he made a little bit of a an analogy or a little bit of a statement Uh-oh. here, and I uh, got. Got Troy Aikman in a bit of hot water the with Hall of Famer, with Hall of Famers, in a little bit of trouble with uh, the most overrated Hall of Famer. Leftist Twitter. Oh, not even close to the most overrated. No, that'd be Terry Bradshaw, sir. Well, he's very, very, very overrated. Troy Aikman. No, he's not. Yeah. No. No, yeah. Troy's not overrated at all. I'm pretty. Troy sure is pretty no, overrated. no. Troy is. Without Troy Aikman, they do not win three Super Bowls. I can promise you that. I don't know. He's never led the league in passing. He's Doesn't matter. Led- doesn't matter. He's never been like a top. He's just been like a cog in the wheel. Though, do really? you do you have any idea as the quarterback, the number one overall pick, the the amount of ego checking you need to do in order to just fall in and be just a cog in the wheel like that in itself, right there, willing to just not be not go out and lead the league in passing, but just play so and play mediocre, and play though, and like, like let Steve Young and Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham and John Elway and all these other guys blast through stats and do all this other shit and granted the stats were significantly less back then too so you gotta remember that like a 3500 yard passing season was like whoa i know dude. i know that was massive i know yeah but like so, troy was never letting like touchdowns he's never letting passing he's no, never he's, letting he, yards. he doesn't have he's, gaudy numbers but he's never th- been in like he's never even been like an all pro no I mean, he's been an all pro no he's never been to like a first team uh, like he's never. I don't. He, I don't think he really ever made any of these like crazy ass accolades like that. Like most people, who when they get to the Hall of Fame, you look and like run down the list and you're like, okay, check, 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 check. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I always thought Troy Aikman was like crazy overrated, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't no, know. I, I don't think he's crazy overrated at all. Let me see if I can find his accolades here. Because <laughs> now you got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, Wait. I just I don't know. I always thought he was kind of like. 
Let's see. Pro Bowl, first team all pro. But was he, though? He was never first team all pro. That's what I'm saying. He's never first team all pro. But he has. He never led the league in passing. He never led, led the league in yards. He never led the league in, well, he in, never, in I mean, touchdowns. His, his he never career, did any of that. His career high was 23 touchdowns in 92. I mean, Which in 92, that was probably high. It was decent, but, but he, he also, but he also only had, you know, he had fourteen interceptions too. So it wasn't like he was like lighting the world on fire, right? And then when they won again the next year, he only had fifteen touchdowns. Yeah, and dude, six interceptions. I think he's pretty fucking overrated, dude. No, I don't because I don't think you realize. I don't think you understand what it takes for a guy like that to just take a like. He knew like I'm just gonna hand the ball off to Emmett. I'm gonna throw it out to to uh, 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 to Michael Irvin and um, oh god, what was the uh, the second wide receiver they had there that was actually fucking nasty. Uh, you, yeah, you're back into the wrong tree with old school Dallas. I mean, I remember them back in the day, obviously, just kicking ass. Remember that dude? I forget what his name was. I wish I could figure out. He was a lineman, dude. He was back. This was, I think, in 95. Alvin Harper. It was a wide receiver? Alvin Harper, yeah. He was the number two. He was Michael Irvin's number two. Yeah. He was actually really fucking good. And people, But people forget, but it was also, that was not a... A, a pass first. That was a run first offense. They had Emmett Smith, Larry Allen. You had fucking uh, oh god, what was his name there? Fucking uh, John Madden's favorite, fu- Nate Newton, his favorite <laughs> offensive lineman of all <laughs> time. Newton. You're like Nate Newton. He'll go to the local diner on all you can eat night, and he'll sit there for four hours and eat seventy two pounds of shrimp. And you're like, what? And like, and John Allen, John Madden's like, he's my hero. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why? Cool. But like they had just and Moose Johnson. I mean that that team was stacked. Right. That was but that was a run first, play good defense. But that's a team. stacked team. Again. It was a stacked like team. I said, but I like, don't know that they're would really stand out. Like, but like to if be... you but like let me just say hypothetically, right? And I, uh, I'm trying to think. Let's see if you put. I don't know if you put. Was Brett, he ever MVP? No. Never got MVP. Not even on his own team. That's what I'm saying. He's. It, I'm just saying, if you put Brett Favre on the Cowboys in the 90s, I I don't think they win three Super Bowls. No? No, because Aikman took care of the ball when he needed to. Aikman was Aikman was right, tough. He might have had a couple of... Aikman you know. did things for the Cowboys that don't show up on the stat sheet. Like, I'm telling you, go back. I challenge you, go back and watch the 89 to 95 Cowboys. That six, seven-year run that they had with Aikman, Irvin, and, and Emmett. And the way they built that team... I'll tell you right now, dude, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to get, even off record, Michael Irvin or Emmett Smith to say that they win three Super Bowls, three out of four Super Bowls without Troy Aikman. I, I don't think they did because I think Troy was able to set his ego aside and say, I'm cool not being the guy, even though I'm the quarterback. I'm cool letting Emmett and the defense take you know, take it, take it, number, take it, and and, and be the, you know, the big stars or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and ride that because I, I don't know, I, just, I don't know that there was many guys that that would have or could have done that in that situation, especially but, as, as you know, being the number one pick like Aikman was. But like I said, like looking at the praise and like like the level of like what people think Troy Aikman is, you would have expected him to have a lot more than okay, three Super Bowls, like we've said, dude. A lot more goes into Super Bowl wins than than just the quarterback. You know what I mean? And and I don't know based on yeah, of course it does. Based on how the how the game was played back then, and and how it is now, and differences and things like that, and rules and like whatever the fuck you want to call it. I just from what I've seen Aikman accomplish, just he doesn't like shout like. But I don't think anybody. He, but here's here and here's. I just maybe, think he's overrated. I think he's overrated. But why would you? What gives? On what criteria? Like who's overrating him? 
would be my question. Like, who do you hear that's like, oh, he's, he's the I'm best of all time? I'm just looking at it. Like I said, I'm just looking at, like, how he's never really had any, like, solid accolades as a specific as a single player and quarterback. Well, I don't think I've, I don't, but my, I guess my question is, like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody put Troy Aikman in their top 10 all time. Anybody. Ever. Not once. Right. So. Right. Wh- who's overrating him? What do you mean? I'm just like, saying. I think are, he's are, you, are you saying he's overrated because he's in the Hall of Fame? Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, just simple Hall of Fame, like just from a Hall of Fame standpoint. But you don't think he had a Hall of Fame career? He won three Super Bowls. Shit. I you mean, mean, he won three out of four Super Bowls. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's the got Cowboys, two, doesn't the, he? No, no, he has none. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't on the bench. Oh well, he was on the bench. That's in what I'm 14. saying. He's got rings too, but yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, don't I mean, know. I mean, I'm talking as a starting quarterback, as far as like accolades and like specific like individual statistics. Like, I think if you wanted to say like Bradshaw was overrated, I would be more inclined to say yes and agree with you. Aikman, though, Aikman's not a guy I think because I don't think anybody puts Aikman in even in their top fifteen or twenty. I think Aikman's just that guy, like, yeah, he was on the Cowboys, but nobody's putting him in. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame because of what he did in that six-year period. Because, like I said, without Aikman, I don't think the Cowboys dynasty is a thing in the 90s. Like, I don't think that happens. I really don't. I I, I mean, insert any, like, who are you going to put on that that team? Realistically, that was available. I mean, Randall Cunningham, maybe? You know, you're going to get Warren Moon? Maybe one of those two guys. Maybe those are probably the only two guys that like moved around during that time period. But Moon was still in, in Houston, so that really wouldn't have worked because he yeah. wasn't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I just I'm just trying to think of like off the top of my head guys that were might have been available that the the Cowboys could interchange into. I know. But why would you? He has such a good rapport with Alvin Harper and and Moose Johnson and Jay Novacek and Michael Irvin. And he knew the offense so well, and he just he was and he just fit that role. Like I said, he was just the cog in the wheel. But it's like the way that people give Aikman praise, like he's like this like godsend of fucking quarterback. No, I don't think like, I've never ah. heard I've never heard anybody really regard really? him as that. No, that? he's fucking Troy Aikman. Just listen to the football world, right? Just, but I mean, he's just, Troy Aikman. He's an accomplished quarterback, right? But I don't he's know. Not, I think people praise like him I don't a lot think anybody's I don't he, think anybody's putting him up there with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady or Drew Brees or you know any of those guys. Aaron Rodgers. What's, what's Joe Bucket suck his dick in a hobby? I mean, I'm pretty sure most <laughs> Cowboys. The Hall of Famer here. I'm pretty sure, like you know, a lot of Cowboys fans. You know, no one's putting Romo above him, but even though Romo was better, yeah. But Romo played in a different era and he didn't win three Super Bowls. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's, say what you want about Troy Aikman. It's but just like holding statistic- Brady up high for seven. You know statistically, I mean? statistically, Aikman was was not great. I mean, what one sixty five and one forty one and touchdown touchdowns or interceptions? Like, yeah, thirty three, barely thirty three thousand passing yards. I think he's yards. one of the most overrated in the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you want to say, is he a fringe Hall of Famer? Yeah, I mean, I think he's should, really only there because of who he played for and the time that he played. Well, for. he played for Dallas in the nineties, and it. they were. That was it, dude. You like that's what I'm saying. Again, there's a reason why when you look at like who dominates the Hall of Fame, it's always like the Giants, the Packers, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Eagles. You know, you're like all these East Coast teams, and then you like you're like, 
Why isn't like you know Carl Mecklenburg in there? Well, the Niners or, or why is shit up for a while? You know, like why? Steve like Young. there's 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 plenty of guys. You know, Rich Tombstone, like Rich uh, uh, Rich uh, Tombstone Johnson from the Broncos, or, or Tom Jackson. Like those guys took time to get in. Like it was like almost like a question. Like is Tom, is Champ Bailey going to be a first ballot guy? And you're like, is Champ Bailey going to be a first ballot all day? If Champ Bailey it played isn't. for if he played for Pittsburgh or the Redskins his whole career, they would have been they would have been like, yo, can we just do away with the five year waiting period and just put, put him in? Now. Put him in now. Put him in now. Like, is it I really got, necessary? I got the head fucking chiseled like, out in Yeah, bonds, because it's, like, that's how ridiculous it is. The East Coast bias when it comes to the Hall of yeah, Fame and their yeah. writers is insane. Right. You know, what I mean? it's, it's those OG teams. You know what I mean? It's it, it's almost like the original six for hockey. It's not the OGT. It's the OG NFL teams. It's the That's Bears. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think it's the Bears, the, the Packers, Browns. the Bears, the Packers, the Browns, the Steelers, the Giants, the uh, Jets. No, nah, not even yeah, so much the I would Jets. Say the Jets. Um, Namath. I mean, I mean, it's it just. No, it just it, it it just doesn't. No, can't throw the oil. I mean, I'm just thinking of like old school. And I mean, obviously, like you said, like like Packers, Giant, like there's those old school East Coast teams that just have that nostalgia over everybody. You know what I mean? And for some reason, they get a little bit more heavily favored in terms of votes and things when it comes to like good players that yeah, arise like, in their the franchise. The Chicago Bears have the most. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. And Green Bay has the second most. Right. That makes sense. Uh, does it, though? Like yes. What, what? Because of the, the exact point you just brought out. That East Coast OG team favoritism. So you've got the Bears, the Packers, the Giants, the Steelers. I would say the Vikings. The Redskins, the Browns, the Lions, the Raiders, the Rams, and the Niners. That's your top ten with for Hall of Fame inductees. Really? The Vikings aren't up there? No. Who won who, who the Vikings? Like, who, I'm who? just thinking like John Randall, like Randy Moss, like Cunningham. Well, Randy C Moss, Cunning, Cunningham, C squared. C squared. That's that's it, AP, though. Oh, AP's not eligible yet, but that's no. later on. I he'll be, know, he'll I be in eventually. But I'm saying like old school. I always I, I thought the Vikings, yeah, I don't know. I, I figured they would be up there. No, yeah, the Vikings in the 90s, they were really good, but yeah. they weren't like, you know, holy Prolific, shit. Like, yeah. But, you know, it just back to our point here, uh, what we were talking about. with So let's get back to this Chiefs Raiders game. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Aikman is in a bit of hot water. Yes. <laughs> From where we went yeah. 20 minutes ago. Jesus Christ, we got off on a fucking Sorry, tangent. Sorry, dude, I just had some shit to say, bro. Hey, listen, it's fine. I'm not mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Uh, so this is what Aikman had to say, and uh, you tell me, uh, you tell me where the offensive part is. I haven't heard is. this. I want to hear this. That's what he got in trouble for? Yeah. He said, I hope the competition committee looks at this and we take the dresses off. And, of course, leftist white women all over Twitter went up in arms. And, of course, you know, all the uh, all the beta male white knights came out. And they were like, they were <laughs> I'm like, going to get laid tonight. Yes, I'm an ally. Please suck my penis. Yeah. Like, uh, I, like I will, I will, fen I will Venmo you seventy two dollars to your OnlyFans account if you say <laughs> you give me a shout out. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was wild, dude. Like I went on Twitter and like I saw this and I didn't, I I saw the game, 
I saw that clip. I saw that part of the game because I, I shut it off right after that. I heard him say that. I literally thought nothing of it when he said it. D- I d- didn't, didn't even phase me. Um, didn't even notice. The new 2023 GMC 84 Oh, we're going to get fucking man. I don't even know where that's coming from. <laughs> or the great indoors. Oh, right there. Jesus Christ with the pop-up ads. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Holy shit, dude. Pro football reference. You're fucking disappointing me. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but uh, We do not own the rights. To yeah, that I, I do not own the rights to that advertisement, but yeah. if you want to go buy a GMC, apparently, go yeah. ahead. Go nuts. Um, <laughs> you have a cool song to their ad, I guess. Like, Jesus Christ, be cheesier. Yeah. It's like, you, you know the worst jingle of all time was? Was the Home Depot jingle from like five or six years ago? It was like... Fuck one oh, let me, I'm going to play it. Home Depot jingle. Yeah. It was awful. I don't remember the Home Depot jingle. I remember there was like a couple like remember what, what Santana this, song was the like home, a, this one a Cadillac I think it's this one This this song just pisses me off Why this is a Home Depot commercial Yeah that was the home that. The, that was the Home Depot theme song Remember and then it goes like this And it gets like all like lame at the end. It just sounds absolutely terrible anyway. We're building stuff, guys. Yeah, Buy we're gonna cheap build shit. stuff. Buy shit and fucking get shit. And yeah, that, that build your deck for whatever reason. Like that theme Paint song your room. pisses me off more than anything. Because like I just remember back like the, that ad used to play on EEI all the time. Yeah. When I was listening to EEI a lot because I when EEI was still good. And they would play Home Depot ads, and that jingle would come on. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, you know what? Honestly, that jingle made me 100% committed to being a Lowe's guy. Oh, Lowe's is way better anyway. I agree. But that jingle made me be like, because back then I would still go like wherever, whatever I needed. If it was like $3 cheaper at Home Depot or they had it there, sometimes Home Depot had shit that Lowe's didn't. Yeah. Now it's just like, if Lowe's doesn't have it, I'm like, okay. Especially oh, after like 2017, I think I tried to make like a little bit more point to shop at Home Depot just because I felt bad for Arthur Blank. But was this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. I felt a little bit bad. Shh, don't, for him. don't. You don't want to trigger Rob. Come on, don't bring it up. Why well, are you gonna bring it up? I'm sorry, but Rob I Rob can't escape it, dude. I know. Well, I'm just saying, I felt a little bad, so I'm like, all right, Home Depot's all right, but Lowe's has always been better. Lowe's has always been better. It has. It is. It always has. I mean, you were either Team Jimmy Johnson or Tony Stewart, and I mean, Tony Stewart only Tony a couple. Tony Stewart killed the guy. Couple, cha- couple, <laughs> couple championships and killed the guy. Jimmy Johnson seven. I mean, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so Ta- Troy Aikman said that he said let's take the dresses off, and the leftists in hot water. White women. Fuck out of here. Of course, it's always like why? Like you know, everybody always is like, oh, they go, you're a white male, you're a racist, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm racist against the most white people. Yeah. Fucking hate white people. Yeah, dude. white apologists. Like, yeah, like like that was I another, can't stand I, the white apologists. I can't either. It was like another reason like I I, I, I refuse to give the Red Sox any more of my money because I think it was like their one of the there was their last homestand of the year and they had Ibrahim X Kindy throughout the first pitch. You know who he is? No, like, he's uh he's basically like the new age like Jesse Jackson, like Al Sharpton. He's just a race huckster. Like he's just a, a like he just he's like a Jesse he Smollett defender. Like yeah, he writes books about racism 
and basically lectures white people on why they should apologize mm. for being white. Oh, okay. And then, um, and then, but then he he markets them to gullible white people who just want to be like, oh man, like I read yeah. this, I read this book, man, like oh man, this is so enlightening. I'm just like this is I just like please here BLM take my money. Yeah, I'm gonna go you know, even though like it, yeah, and it just like and they just he markets his books to like dumb white people, right. and they're like, oh yes, please tell me how to be less of a racist and more of an ally. How can I how can I wash myself of the sins of whiteness? And you're like. And, and and he but he makes millions of dollars off right. of these books. Okay, and then, hand and claps, then bro, I, and I, I challenge anybody. I, I swear to God, go like YouTube the fucking clip of him being like, "Hey, define racism," and he's just like, uh, "So racism is a racist philosophy that comes from racists who uh, have been instilled by racist philosophies uh, over time by racist systems that were also racist." So that's why they're racist, and thus they are racist. And you're like. Okay, Kamala. Cool. Nice world salad. Yeah. Like, are you going to incorporate some Venn diagrams in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yo, I really love Venn diagrams. <laughs> You're like, Bitch, with the cackle. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, little side note there. But um, let's continue on this path of uh, the Chiefs and Raiders because there was. So there was one call. We'll wrap it up with this. Uh, there was one play here at the end of the game that was a little bit controversial yep, I gotta Paul, see and I, again. Paul and I, I to somewhat disagreed on this one I saw uh, it like at least five or six the, times in the moment Paul Paul thought it was a catch I knew it was an incompletion the second I saw the angle I knew it they were gonna call but I knew I thought it was wrong so Paul argues that this was a catch this is the Devontae Adams I thought catch. it was a catch hold on I gotta get close hold on So you watch right here. Ready? Goes up with two hands. Boom. Bobble. Bobble. No control. Right there. Gains control. And that foot is off the ground. Go back. Paul wants to watch it again. That little hand switch. Yeah. The little hand switch is all it, it took. It didn't look like it moved in that one hand. Doesn't matter. Gripped. Right there, he has possession. Uh, it drops a little bit. Yes. Motherfucker. Yep. So, so Paul and I watched this. We, Paul and I were. My TV was eight hundred we bucks. Were, dude, we were, right? we were vehemently <laughs> disagreeing on this last night. I swear night. to God, when he made that switch, when he grabbed it and he he took his left hand, left hand, right hand, right hand off right of in- it, and he had the ball. I didn't see any like. Bobble action or any kind of movement. It moves ever really, so slightly. But it does. But the problem is, is it, his thing it, is a, when it moves ever so slightly, his left foot is already off already the ground. Already off. I know. I know. I know. And it carries him he, out of bounds. And that was where, as soon as I saw it from that angle, I saw it one take. I'm like, oh, that's incomplete. I knew they were going to call it incomplete. And that small, because the window of both his feet on the ground is, is minuscule. Like, literally, it was there and it wasn't. So I'm looking at the ball, and I looked at the ball, and I'm like, it doesn't really, like, float or, like, he doesn't juggle it and grab again to make sure it's stabilized. So I'm thinking he's got one hand on it with two feet at the – sorry, at that point, that was a catch, but I don't know. I just – as soon as I saw that angle, like, from the the end zone, as soon as I saw it, I knew it was an incompletion. I I don't know – 
Now, granted, how the calls had gone in that game, I wasn't sure they were going to call it properly. I know, I knew it was coming back, and it just they want they wanted they wanted Oakland to lose. I mean, if you ask any Raiders fan, the NFL always wants the Raiders to I lose. I saw some BS calls before that, and I can't remember because I was kind of drunk last night watching. I'm like, eh, it's kind of like 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 um. There was one back in, like, the second or third quarter. I can't remember what it was. Either way, I just remember sitting there going, I don't know, man. It seemed like Devontae Adams had at least enough, if that's even a thing, possession with one hand. And at the time, I was thinking, I'm like, can you have two feet in one hand on the – like, one hand after you – Of course come, you can. If you have possession with one hand. But after you've had two on it, I'm like, I don't but know as long as it's not moving, go, But dude. the problem was is it was still just ever so slightly being, like, bobbled in his it hands. It was literally that one little transition when foot, he left and put it back. And his left foot comes off the ground yeah. as that's happening, and that's it. That's an incomplete pass. That was it. Now, should that be a completion? Probably. Didn't, I mean, ball didn't hit the ground. Probably. I mean, it was a pretty fucking good catch and run and, and throw. But that's the game. I know. And that's the, the, the chess game and we you live know, in now. When, they were, when, when everybody was clamoring and saying, we need instant replay, we need instant replay, we need instant replay. They, it's a double-edged sword. It is. And they, but nobody realized that. And nobody, Which, but I'm okay with that. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I just say get rid of it. Nah, because as much as many times, because as many times as you get proven right, and you're saying thank God we have a replay, you get fucked. So like, okay, but, you what, get is, the, but, but what is but, but what is replay really there to do? To get the exact call on the field because the game is built that way. So why even have officials? What do you mean? Why would we even have officials if we're just gonna we we could just run everything off a of replay, right? Yeah, we could. We could, right? Yeah. Okay, so why does replay exist? To do what? To hold officials accountable, right? I guess. Okay. Are we holding officials accountable since we've had replay now for the uh, last 30 uh, hold years? Hold accountable for what, though? Exactly. You're going to punish the Ex- official? Yes. How? Absolutely. Docking money for getting a bad call? Ta- He's just trying to fucking make take the up, game take exist. Him, don't, don't let him back onto the field. He's just trying to make the game exist. No. The whole point of bringing in replay was to hold officials uh, was to make the right call and hold the officials accountable for their calls now i'm not saying officials aren't allowed to get the call wrong on the field and then go and correct it but how many times do we see them get the the call on the field wrong go to the booth and still uphold it yes and then what happens to that official does he get fined does he get suspended does he get does he lose his ability to coach in the postseason no no, they don't. We or we never hear about it. If they do, very every so often, every once in a great while, you'll hear like, "Oh, well, this you know because this guy made so many bad calls, his he didn't grade high enough to uh, to to ref the Super Bowl." Right. Or you know the guys that are refing the Super Bowl, they've gotten the most percent, the highest percentage of calls right on the field right, right. this year. It's and you're an like, incentive, yeah. And you're like, cool. That doesn't mean that they're going to get them right this game. Like they're still do now. But you. So you so you use replay to hold them accountable, but then we don't hold them accountable. There's no accountability there because there's nothing. There's no repercussions for them. But what are you going to say? Oh, call. this ref was wrong. Give the other team three points. No, you get you say this ref was wrong. Replace him with a different ref who can get it right on the fly. Not on the fly, but the next game. But you have these guys that go out. You what do you think, Jerome Boger, or is you think he's not refing next weekend? So you think that there shouldn't be any kind of like leeway for the refs to get things wrong. I'm not saying no leeway for the refs to get things wrong. I'm talking about accountability. 
if a player fucks up on the field and grabs a face mask, you know, or gets a, a pinky hooked in a face in, in a face mask, and a ref throws a flag, yeah, yeah, by the letter of the law, that's a face mask, and that guy could be ejected if it happens to be his second personal foul, which his first personal foul could have been, oh, I don't know, pelvic thrusting in the end zone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, which yeah, I get that. Those two things have zero impact on the game itself, but because a ref threw a flag and now is being over over officious, that guy gets ejected. And what happens to that ref? Even though he's even though what he did was technically right, it's not right, and it what ruins you, the game and it, of, it damages the product on the field. What kind of sanctions do you want for these refs after that? Then I want them to be taken off the field. I want them to not be allowed to officiate. If you fuck up, if I fuck but, up but at how work, how many officiators are there going to be? You're going to be getting guys cycled the, in from like fucking high school, and it's going to be even worse. It's the NFL. Pay your fucking officials. Find they do them. get paid. They get paid like quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, make them full time. They're part time still. Oh, it should be make like them full time. I mean, this is all going back 15 years now. Again, this conversation we've been having forever. Jerome Boger is going to be back on the field refing on Sunday. Right. Or Thursday, or Monday, whatever game he has. God forbid it's Monday and the Broncos play. Fuck me. <laughs> you know, but like, it, it just there's he's gonna be back on the field on Sunday, even though he made that egregiously terrible right, call against right. Brady Jarrett right. and the Bucks, and it's a bad look for the league because you're going, bro, like you just threw this flag, but is that and not Tom the- Brady was the primary benef- beneficiary beneficiary of this, and it, it just doesn't look good. And yet we're going to trot you back out there now to next week to fucking, I don't know. Let's see. What games Jerome, What game would Jerome Boger be refing next week that would really fucking suck for anybody? Uh, oh, I don't know. Philly-Dallas on Sunday night. And now Jerome Boger's refing that game. And, I don't know, Micah Parsons sacked Jalen Hurts. And they're like, you know what, though? We kind of want to roll with Philly. And this Cooper Rush thing is cute, but... We need him to start losing games because we need Dak back under center because Dak's going to bring in more, you know, more eyes. Right. Dak's the bigger. And I'm draw. not opposed to thinking that that's actually a thing. Me neither. I'm is. just saying there's no accountability when you have no accountability and no checks to the balances. They can do whatever they want, and they've been doing whatever they want, and that's why I just no. I, a replay was brought in for that reason was to hold the referees accountable, get the call right, but also hold them accountable. We're getting the calls right, right, but we're not holding the refs accountable Referee for getting it wrong. Isn't I mean, uh, instant replay isn't meant to be replayed for the ref who got it wrong to interpret it wrong again. But again, you know what I like mean? we like, said back when we first instituted this, when we said this whole thing, it's just going to be used as a crutch. It's just going to bog the game down. It's just which is why I'm just like, you know what? Get rid of it. Make like three things reviewable, like catch, like catches. Which I mean, still we can't even get that P. right. I. I mean, Des got fucked. Eh. I mean, we got we got yep. we have re- we have replay. Des definitely caught the ball, yep. and we still even with replay couldn't get that one fucking right. Right. So I what know, are we really doing I know, here? I know. Like, what are we really doing? Right. No, that's true. You know, because it's more aggravating to see the call and see the replay and still watch them fuck it up by some bullshit that like like what are you fucking talking about? You know what I mean? It's like it right. just it just it just thrashes the integrity that much more to what the NFL has been trying to do and trying to get the game right and trying to make it as, you know, concrete, black and white, winner, loser as it could possibly be. And honestly, it's- and it just it just gets to a point where you're like, 
Dude. Like, just, no, like, hurry up. Like, I don't want to yeah. spend, like, I don't need 15 more commercials shoved down my throat. That's why. While Jerome Boger goes over there and figures out, oh, geez, Louise. Hey, how many commercials we got left? Three. Uh, yeah, how many? Uh, hey, we guys, already know what the call is, but uh, I'll guys, just sit here for should I, uh, should I have thrown that flag or not? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, the money was on Tampa to cover, so this is great. Leave, let the call stand. And they're like, okay, yep. cool. I mean, I, I don't get it. And then. You know, whatever. I, I don't know. It, it, it just it, it baffles me. It boggles my mind that this is what people wanted. They wanted this. They asked for this. And yet we've got certain things that are reviewable and certain things aren't. Like either the whole game should be reviewable or none of it should be reviewable. I'm sorry. Like there, there, there really isn't a to me. There isn't really room to like just sit there and say, you know, like, oh, just catches. And I know I said, like, okay, just make, like, three things reviewable. But three things ultimately turned into five things, ultimately turned into ten things. And I'm going to immediately take back what I just said six seconds ago because it was wrong. <laughs> it, it should be the other way around. Nothing, either it's all reviewable or it's not. none of it's reviewable. Right. You know, like that. Like, and again, the NFL needs to cut the shit with the fucking stupid-ass fucking rules. They need to let football players be football players. They need to let them fucking play football first and foremost. Okay, like remember we had uh, uh, the the Rams and the Saints uh, pass interference. Fuck out of my way! I'm going to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and that didn't get the, the pass interference that wasn't called. And then for one year we were allowed to review pass interference, and then they scrapped it after one year, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah no, that sucks. We're not doing that again." Yeah, because no. Because like I think like what like less than like five percent of those calls got overturned. Yeah, and that was just bullshit. That whole call. if they called pi and they reviewed it. I, I think like it was like less than like one percent or less of the time it got overturned, <laughs> yeah. and the ref was like, "You know what? This is stupid. You're right. I was wrong. No, it never fucking happened. Like it's there's objective calls and there's not objective calls. It's it's the same thing with balls and strikes in MLB. You either welcome the human element and the error that comes with it, or you don't. But either way, you gotta have. You can't just like dip your dick in a little bit." Like you either gotta fuck that whole thing or not. Like it, it just, just go be all be about it or don't. Uh, but anyway, back to the Chiefs and the Raiders, and we'll we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, we got two more videos for you. Uh, this one was um apparently this was live. Uh, this was audio that was caught of uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, talking shit to Max Crosby last night. Nice. So there you have it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Penny Holly. I'm here. <laughs> I can't with his Kermit the Frog ass. I know, I know. Like, I, know. I love that. Whoever did that video, thank you very much. Love you for that. Um, and then the final video we got for you here tonight, and we'll, we'll wrap it up with this one. Uh, well, Devontae Adams. So my favorite part of the game last night was it was the most Raiders ending of all time. <laughs> Not because they blew a seventeen to nothing lead, or nope. they had a twenty to ten halftime lead, or they, went, or, or, they or they went for two and they fucked it up. I almost called you and I said, "This is the most Raiders thing I have ever seen in my life." It was Devontae <laughs> Adams, their prized offseason possession, and Hunter Renfro, their homegrown talent, the guy that number they one. love, the number one slot receiver in the league. And they just run into each other yep. and trip over each other like, on the final play collide, of like the game. Two little kids. Just which, and, and this happened like I want to say like five or six years ago. It happened with the Raiders against the Chargers. I think they did the same thing. Really? Where the Raiders receivers just like ran into each other and like knocked each other down. Everybody's just like the two defenders are standing there like, 
What the what fuck? What do we do? This wasn't and, us. Yeah. This wasn't yeah, us. Don't like, throw no Please flags. don't throw no motherfucking flag because yeah. we ain't, this ain't us. Uh, and they run into each other. And Devonte Adams, clearly frustrated, uh, he took it out on an innocent cameraman coming yeah. off the field. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll play it again. Cause, uh, That's right. a great one. He's just like, fuck out of my way, boy. Obviously, this was from the post-game clip that was... Uh, and he's like, he's like, like. <laughs> I saw her thing. It was like the guy from last night, and it was him in like a neck brace. Oh like, yeah, he's yeah. like, he's showing up in like a full body cast yeah, of work this yeah, morning. Yeah. Um, well, apparently he's already uh, he he pressed char- he's pressing charges. He went to the ER, filed a pr- uh, police. Uh, sorry, not pressing charges. He filed a, p- a police report. Yeah. Uh, good chance Devante is going to get suspended. And he's going to pay up a couple bucks. And he's going to have to pay a couple of bucks and a fine. And, like, and I mean, a couple of bucks. I mean, like, I life-changing mean, money. I mean, quite frankly, he should be suspended. And I, I, and honestly, yeah, what the fuck, I think he should be suspended multiple games. And I'm not just saying that because he's a Raider or because this, but... That's assault, brother. Bro, like, think about it this way. If somebody had done that to an NFL player, or if somebody had done that to him, if the tables had been turned... Right. What would the repercussions have been oh, then? Oh, boy. All hell would have broke loose. You would have had the whole NFL coming out. There's no place in the game for this. Right. These fucking fans are these people we are out of fucking line. as it is. You know, we don't need you fucking throwing shit, talking shit to us, blah, 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 blah. This, oh, my God. It would have been the end of the fucking world. This dude just, he's trying to cut across the tunnel because he's got a camera and he's trying to do his job. And Devontae Adams is just like, fuck you. That was bad. Uh, and I'm like, I get it, dude. Like, you're mad, but like, have some restraint, man. Bro, you're a professional. You, I mean, I get it. Your team's one and four, and yeah. this is probably going to be the last time you're you guys KJ are relevant. KJ Hamler at the end of Thursday night. Yeah, like, no. Like KJ Hamler had the right to push anybody he wanted at the end of that game. He was pretty open. But I, yeah, I know. I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, did it? I'm like, it was why? I'm like, how did this happen? I, I, I was in ex- I was like, what the fuck? I'm yeah, like, when I went back and watched my the highlights. My voice was like that. When I went back and watched the highlights of the Broncos Colts game, uh listen, I know Nathaniel Hackett's getting a lot of shit right now. Um it's not Hackett. Okay. If I was gonna place the blame on somebody right now, it's squarely on Russ. Russ. And I feel like that is just all gonna come together in due time. So I'm not worried about it. We were like that kid. That was on his back with the bully's arms, like knees on his arms, getting his ass beat. And we happened to get one arm loose, poke him in the fucking eye. Yeah. And that was it. That was all Oh, fuck. And he rolled off. And that was the end of it. Yeah, we won. <laughs> gonna have, you know what I mean? Like, it was. Matty Ice got his ass whooped. Oh, my God. I mean, props to him, though. That, that last, those last couple of drives that they put together. I mean, Matty, they moved the ball in the Broncos defense pretty well. We show, I mean, I mean, they showed some fucking some toughness. Catches, yeah. And we, Matty Ice, especially. With no JT, which honestly. What has he done this season anyway? You know, well, JT our had, O-line fucking blows, dude. I know. I know. Ours does, too. Our O-line blows. The Broncos O-line is pretty, one of the best pretty terrible. The we lost We lost Pookie for the year. We yep. lost Tim Patrick, which is really hurting. Yep. Uh, you know, Judy and Sutton, it's going to take yep. a minute for Bowles them to get on the same page. The and then losing, losing Bowles. On the side, yeah. No, ta- our left tackle for the year, that fucking kills yep. because our offensive line was already banged up. Yep. Um, but... You just got to stay the course and roll with the punches, dog. W- w- just roll with it. It's early. Everybody gets hurt. 
It's so early. you know what? It's yeah, early. if you're gonna get hurt and lose key guys, yeah. better to have September and then you know better to have it have it happen in September and then have October and November to figure it out and hopefully by December you're in a position where you can to still- the Giants. It's early. Yes. <laughs> You know, to anybody, it's early. The only team I will say, don't worry, it's 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 early, but you're still fucked as the Raiders. Ha ha, fuck you, one and four. Suck yeah, my ass. they could rip off six straight and still be. Josh McDaniels is going to get fired before Thanksgiving, I think. Awesome. <laughs> Which would just be fucking hilarious. Awesome. Uh, but let's leave it there, Paul. We'll get back to Word. it. Uh, we got next week off because I will be on vacation. Yeah. Uh, so we will see you all back here in two weeks. Yeah. Right here on Row 1, Seat 1, the one, the only New Bedford Guide. Thank you for having us. Thank Word. you for joining us. Uh, Mr. Betancourt, obviously, could not, he couldn't be here tonight. He had to work. He had uh, work obligations. Uh, shit to do. His real job. So um, I'm sure he wanted to talk a whole hell of a lot about Bailey Zappi. Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't worry. Be Zappi. Zappi yeah, 20, and uh, 29 it's 29 nothing. and nothing drubbing of the... What, really decent Lions no, or scoring. Not, yeah, not, but they're not they, decent. I they're the know. worst defense in the NFL. I know. Statistically and everything else, they're the worst in the NFL. <laughs> and uh I just I feel bad. I was rooting for the Lions. You know, I really wanted them to they do well. They scored the year. most points. <laughs> just such a shame. Such a shame. Jared Goff just looked lost out there against that Patriots defense. And yeah. uh we'll we'll get to that. But um yeah, nonetheless. So uh anyway. For Mr. Betancourt and Plizzy, I am Joey Fats. We will be back in two weeks, two weeks from tonight. Uh, we'll be back uh, with, I'm sure, what will be an absolutely electric show because we're going to have a whole shitload to talk about plenty, by then. Plenty. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back at you. So uh, we'll have a week off next week, and uh, make sure you guys give us a like and a share. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Peace.